Now is the time. A time you'll look back on. A time you adopt as inspiration. You will recollect this time, this moment, right now. Motivate yourself towards success. Overcome. Take over. The time is now. Welcome back. I love that tune. I think that's tune. <laughs> you didn't like that. You didn't like the, the other one I put on, no. Uh, it was Yano. It was Yano. Yeah, yeah. Yano came straight back. It was like, what the hell is this? And yeah. To be fair, after the Liverpool loss, it, it kind of, it yeah. kind of just, kind of, it, it felt the mood a little bit. It hit the mood quite nice. Yeah, it was. It was the acoustic version, but yeah, it just didn't work with the with the results as well. Yeah. So get rid of that. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on from that. That's it. Back, back to basics. Back to what we know. Uh, everyone loves an upbeat, um, an upbeat uh, tune, especially when we're on loaded mag. That's for sure. But um, that's we're here. Cup final week. We are here. It's, it's, um, it's mad. It's mad. Uh, from 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 where we were, Pete, to 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 now, um, and I know this, things have started to tail away a bit in the league, but we'll 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 go back to that, and hopefully we'll put a run together, and and we'll put a put a put in a, a good solid run into into the season. But yeah, it's all about the cup. Forget about the league. Forget about the the, the form in the last little while. Anything can happen on on uh, cup final day. We're a week away, but what are your emotions right now? Like, how are you feeling in the build-up to it? We're obviously, we've six days to go. I like last last night's show. Everyone seemed to be positive. I'm definitely not as positive. Look, I got a bit of positivity from you, you guys, and all the talk about the formation and who could play where and the matchups. I was like, yeah, we can do this. But then it's to see for me. Sitting in Ireland, the two the, the two big big uh, challengers of. Most people I know that, that follow football are, are either Liverpool fans or Man United fans. So I get it in the ear no matter what. So like I got it in the ear straight away after the, the Liverpool result. And uh, I, it, the same will happen, even worse, if, if things go awry uh, in, in the cup final. But that's what it's all about now. We, we have to, we, uh, we're getting to these finals and we were a million miles away from them uh, just over a year ago. So uh, let's, let's, let's start to enjoy them. Definitely, definitely. And look, we've got a person in the back that's ready to come in um, that will be very, very excited about this week coming up and we'll get those questions in, no doubt. But just firstly, um, lots already in the chat, um, over 100 already. We've got Tom Dixon. Uh, welcome to the chat, Paul Gallant, and thank you for sharing, Paul, as always. Um, really, really appreciate your support. George's in the house. 
Uh, Russ is in the house. Um, welcome, Russ. Uh, Lisa Mole is in the house. Um, as always, our resident spanners, uh, along with the likes of Gary, uh, Kamal, uh, Les Stapleton. Um, welcome all in the chat. Great to have you all. Georgia Team for Life is in there. Steve Coulson um, and many more. And look, um, we know somebody that will be at the game on Sunday and we'll get him in <laughs> right now. And Has a ticket out here. Yeah, yeah, he's already yeah. celebrating in the green. Oh, yeah. oh no, he's yeah, he's, 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 he's loving it. Um, we'll get him in now. Uh, Newcastle Fan TV, um, uh, Johnny, how you doing, Johnny? I'm very good, gents. How are you? Oh, bad. good, Johnny. We saw that hand, that, that fist pump in the air. He's buzzing for it. Look, um, uh, we'll, we'll quickly run past the Liverpool game. We won't spend too long on that because it's got final week uh, and that's what everyone wants to talk about. But look, just from your... I asked Daz a second ago, like, what was his emotions building to the final? Obviously, you get that old fist pump in the green room. You're, you're, you're clearly buzzing for it. But what I've, still, I've, got me, I've got me ticket in the hand, boys. I've got me ticket. Oh. <laughs> He's done. Oh, God. They're, they're like gold dust. You realise that's like that's like the Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. <laughs> you realise how important that is right now. Um, but no, look, just what, what are your emotions? Like, six days away. Um, I imagine the emotions for all of us might change over the course of the next week. But what are your initial emotions right now? In the uh, uh, excitement. It's it's Monday, but I want it to be Friday so I can get on the train and meet meet Sal and have a few beers, and then we're going down on the Saturday. So I've already got my plans sorted. Uh, it is still excitement. I know we'll touch about the Nick Pope situation later on. However. It is just general excitement. I think it's just, I'm glad it's now. I'm glad it's coming in. The last three games, yes, they've been important, but let's be honest, ever since that final whistle against Southampton, everyone it, like at work, everyone's going, well, it's only two weeks till Wembley. It's only, it's only 10 days till Wembley. It's only this, like, this amount of time till Wembley. And like, I know we had a big game on Saturday against Liverpool for the top four. But it was like, oh, it's only Liverpool. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to Premier League stuff after the game against uh, Manchester United. But I, I'm glad it's here. I'm glad. I'm glad it's this weekend. But it could be the it could be the best week of many people, many Newcastle fans' lives in terms of the football side of things. Because this time next week we could be be outside Newcastle doing a parade. Yeah, and that just that just tells you how close we are. I, I think. I don't think the realization has hit Newcastle fans to act, actually uh, realize what we're on the cusp of. I think it's more like, oh, we'll get to go to Wembley, we get to see a shiny new stadium, we get to play in a final. But I don't think many people have like, kind of realized if we win, we've won a trophy. Our trophy drought has ended. We're not going to get crap off other teams' fans saying that we haven't won a trophy and this, that, and the other. That's over. That is over on Sunday. When? I'm going to be positive when we beat Manchester United. I'm not having these ifs when we beat Manchester United. So, yeah, that, that's how I'm feeling right now. But uh, it's going to be a very, very difficult game. Of course it is. But oh, I, can't, I can't wait. can't wait to go down Wembley way. Definitely. Um, and look, you, 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 I think you'll start to really feel it when you walk down Wembley way and you're there and you're going into the turnstiles and you come out into the stadium. Like, you know, obviously... Myself and Daz won't be there, but we're, we, you know, uh, we can only imagine that. With inspiration. 
Yeah, yes. yeah, we'll be very spirit, no doubt. And uh, yeah, you can only imagine the the feeling. And and look, it's it. I went to Wembley. I, I've been to Wembley to watch Newcastle, but it was it was against Tottenham in the league when they were, when they were using Wembley uh, Stadium. And like you know, it was great to be there to watch Newcastle play in Wembley, but like a, a final, an FA Cup, a cup final, a Carabao Cup, you know, any type of final like that, it it, it will be very, very different. Um, but do you guys think, and, and I'll put this question to both of you, do you guys think that the excitement and the, and the um, you know, the feeling around this final is because we see Man United as a team that we can actually beat? You know, in comparison, you go back to 98, 99, you've got the Arsenal team, who were outstanding team, um, you know, the best in the country at that particular time. 99, you had Man United, who ended up going on to win the treble that season. You know, but this Man United team is a little bit different this time. Do you think that's why there's a different feeling in, in, the, in the fan base at the moment? Daz, I'll come to you. Um... Perhaps uh, it's not a, a Man City in the final, but we, we could beat Man City on the day as well. We can beat anyone on on our day if everything falls in, into place. Um, the whole Nick Pope thing is is, is throwing a bit of a spanner in the works, but uh, um, yeah, you, you are you are that bit more positive when, that it's, that it's Man United and not Man City. Um, at the same time, Man United are not the same Man United they were at the start of the season, where Ronaldo was there and he kicking up a fuss, and they were they were just getting their, their their stuff together. Really, they have they have they're playing okay these days, and Rashford's on fire. Casemiro will be back. It's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be very very close. Um, but the, the, to answer your question, yes, maybe maybe. Yeah. I'll give you a maybe, Pete. No, and I think that's I think that's fair. Um, Johnny, as I said, you know, Man United are playing well at the moment, and they are. They're scoring goals. They've got Rashford playing really well, but they do have a tendency to have an off game. You know, against Leeds, for example, um, they weren't great the other week. So, do you think that maybe is why Newcastle fans are feeling a lot more confident in this final compared to previous years? I think there's a couple of reasons why Newcastle fans in general will feel a little bit more confident. There's a team called Barcelona. I don't suppose you've ever heard of them, but uh, they, they they play Man United on Thursday. And like to be fair, you literally could have gone. Let's handpick somebody for Man United to face on Thursday and you know potentially play 120 minutes if everything goes according to plan. It would be them. It would be them and maybe one or two other clubs. But that's that's one big reason the fact they've got to play two and a half days before they play at us. That is massive. That is huge and massive advantage. I would still say that Manchester United are slight, slight favourites. And my reason is Marcus Rashford. It's as simple as that. He's got something that we don't have right now. He scores goals. He takes his chances. How many times have we been saying for the last few weeks, didn't take with chances, didn't take with chances. Especially the West Ham game, we had chances. Liverpool game, we had chances as well. I know we got beat 2-0. I know we'll probably discuss bits and bobs, but he's the difference. He is the difference. The only difference, the only difference that I see with Manchester United and Newcastle is the fact that Rashford can potentially just turn it on. But this isn't Manchester United from 20 years ago when we were fighting for them for the title. This Manchester United does have weaknesses. I, I still think that it is crucial that Alan St. Maximum starts on the left-hand side. 
because I think he can win the game for us. I don't think we have many other players in this in this squad in this team that can win us the game, but I think he can win us the game, and and I think that that could be that could be the difference. But yeah, to answer your question, Pete, there is excitement because it is a different type of Manchester United, and the fact they've got to play Barcelona two days before. The only the only the only negative is that is that it wasn't it wasn't at the, the, the camp now it was at Old Trafford. If it was in the camp now this Thursday, oh. Yeah. Not, that the, not that the trophy's in our name or anything like that, but you would feel a little bit more confident. But if, if Marcus Rashford is feeling his hamstring after 60, 70 minutes, and that, that means he's definitely not playing, that would be, that would be amazing. But it, it's, um, it's not going to be easy. But Newcastle got, got, have got a fantastic chance, even if it is against a team that are in form right now. Yeah, I have to. I have to agree. And yeah, I do wish they were going to the camp now uh, on Thursday. That's for sure. But look, we're, I think all Newcastle fans are, are praying for 120 minutes on Thursday. That I, for one, will definitely be watching that very, very closely and hoping for any sort of twinge uh, from from any player. <laughs> I'll take anything right now that, that can help us along the way. But look, just um, Craig Lee put a comment on um, just a second ago. He put Man United are beatable. Um, I'd feel a lot more confident if Bruno hadn't missed the last three games at the same time. Bar Pope, we have a full squad to pick from uh, for the first time this season. And, and it's a great point. It's a point that we, Daz, talked about um, on the show last night about the fact that we do actually have Bar Pope um, and maybe Willock. We don't know about that yet. But uh, other than that, we have a full squad to choose from. We know that, you know, we know that Kraft's out long term. Um, so it, it is a really, really interesting one. Um, uh, that's for sure. But um, I, I think we have a Daz. Do we have a special, uh, a special guest in, in, in the chatters tonight? We have, we have oh, a, we new, do. a new chatter. We, we do. Yeah. We, we, no one knows who this guy is. They're all, they're all kind of confused. You might know Johnny. It's a guy called Sam from Newcastle Fantasy TV. Hi, lads. Long time watcher, first time commenter. Come, uh, where can I hear more from Johnny? Maybe on a weekly basis, every Tuesday. That would be available on all podcast apps. Ever heard of him? Do you know what it is? He just, do you know what it is? He's just, he just loves the limelight. He doesn't like anybody else having <laughs> the limelight. That's we've got a little nickname for Sam. We call him Sky Sports Sam now. You see, because he just <laughs> any, any 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 time you see Sky Sports news on in January or the summer, you just go fucking hell. He's there again. You know what I mean? Like he just he just he just wants he just wants the limelight. But he's obviously talking about. Well, I, I would call it the Greenwood Show, but he, he wants his name in it as well. So we'll talk it's, um, the Greenwood and Mulner Show. To Obviously, the podcast we've been doing since well since lockdown. So that tells you how long it's been. Nearly three years, and we've had over. Um, well, we should be by end of play Wednesday. Have one hundred and thirty one hundred and thirty fifth show. Um, we've had shows with God, oh, Newcastle legends like Warren Barton, uh, Stephen Taylor. We've had well, the, I have to say, the late great Christian Atsu now, which is just a real shame as well. But uh, yeah, it's been I really really enjoy it. It's Sam's idea. That's just, that's enough credit we're giving Sam Moon on this show. This is the this is the loaded Newcastle at uh, Newcastle uh, HQ channel. This is not the Sam Moon show. If you want that, you go on Sky Sports News. So we'll leave it at that. But make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Simple as that. Well, just to tie into that, it might be a good time for me to to put this question to you, Johnny. And I think Sam will enjoy this. I, uh, I don't know what this is, by the way. Yeah, yeah I, I just I, was, I just I just had a memory from from the, the last time you were on the show. But uh, Johnny, would you class yourself as a betting man? I know Sam is definitely a betting man. Would you class yourself as a betting man? 
I, I, I like the odd bet from occasion, depending, depending no, how good the odds we, we are. Don't have, we don't have to go any further. Uh, <laughs> mate, I'll, ask, I'll ask the question after this. I'll play this bit first. What are your thoughts on all of this, guys? What are your what, what are your on, your honest thoughts? I what my honest thoughts on this. If this takeover was if this takeover was gonna happen, it would have been it would have happened April two thousand and twenty when the Premier League had it in his hands. There's no chances in my opinion, I don't know anything, but for what I've seen and what I've read, this is not gonna happen. If it was gonna happen, it would have happened in April two thousand and twenty. I think people are holding on to Amanda Staley doing interviews with Talk Sport, and she's a woman with the people. That was, there was why do that? If you're so confident of getting a takeover done, you don't do interviews with Sky Sports, Talk Sport, and ITV Time Tees. That Talk Sport interview was an absolute disaster. You literally had Jim White and Simon Jordan on a plate asking you questions and got into a debate. You don't have to do that if you're so confident about a takeover being done. If Amanda Staley can't get this done by herself, she hasn't got the money. She hasn't got the money to do it. She needs help. She try to get the Saudis in. If, for whatever reason, the Premier League have. The Premier League are just as guilty for being absolute dickheads. That's been, yeah. <laughs> to put it, to put it out there. There's definitely dodgy dealings going on, isn't there? Of course there is, and it's just, it's just frustrating. I want to take over just as much as the next person. Now this, this is what we've been waiting for. Newcastle fans singing arm in arm with beers, bottles, cans, everything. It's been a long, long 14 years, but this, this is what's over. He's out of our club! That fat cockney bastard! He's out of our club! I could have put it better myself. You know, we've been waiting a long time for this. And... The smiling faces. I know there's a song about all the old smiling faces, but I think it seems appropriate tonight. Newcastle fans are celebrating for the Savoy Robson statue. I'm sure you'd be watching, thinking Newcastle United are back. Look at it. So many shades of football in the air, and just the bubbles, war flags. They're back. They're back. Seems like we've, we've, we've lost Johnny uh, for some reason. I uh, can't find Johnny. Uh, if, if you see him, <laughs> Johnny, are oh, you back? That Sam, was you won't be a point, Sam. Oh, that, that was class. Absolutely. Class. No, I, no. Look at, at that point in time, no one knew what the hell was happening. It just it was funny. I, I just remember uh, that that uh, yeah, twelve days later, then uh, of course the, the takeover went through. But um, yeah, back to the question, uh, Johnny, is red or black? Red or black on Sunday? Um, <laughs> no comments. Um, <laughs> well, no, well played, well played. To be, honest, to be honest with you, I don't know how much Sam has paid you to clip that up, so I'll find out after. But um, <laughs> no, fair play. Do you know what it was? It was just, I think it was just before the Watford game we did, did that video. And do you know what it was? It, it just shows you where this football club was. I'd have taken a point against Watford and Vicarage Road, and they were near the bottom, going for the same same kind of position as us. But I just didn't feel like there was any confidence. To be fair, I was rightly fair. Man, the couldn't have done it by herself. Yeah, I get the Saudis to help there. Let's be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's probably the only thing I got right. But I got that bit right. <laughs> but um, no, 
I, I could never have seen that. I don't. I think you, unless you're Amanda Stavey or somebody in the Premier League that knew this deal was coming close, I don't think many people at all knew what was going on. And I think, you know, I still, I still remember the day we got taken over. I was I, literally. This is. I don't. I don't think I've told this story many times, but the the day that it kind of the news broke. Remember that Wednesday lunchtime, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. So, I was actually. I, I was on sabbatical at work. I had a month off and I was meeting a friend in town. So from my house, the town's around about seven or eight miles. And we were, I was doing some preparation for a charity walk. So we we're doing the Northumberland coastal path. So it's like 60 miles over three days. So I thought, well, I'll walk to town and just get, just kind of get used to like the long, the long walking. So to get through a town, when you get to the corner house near Jesmond, you've got to kind of go past Jesmond Dean house. So I'm walking past Jesmond Dean House with me headphones and not thinking about anything really, noticing that it's there, but not noticing any cameras or anything like that at all. I'm thinking, and I look back now, Amanda Stavely, me and Dad could do see probably some reporters are in there, and I'm just walking, <laughs> walking past it on the day. And within about an hour and a half after, there was a couple of little rumbles about it being, um, the obviously the the TV issue being resurrected and that it's all sorted, and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, but. Um, <laughs> Look, it just shows. It just shows. Was it what sixteen months ago? God, yeah. I tell you what, it's amazing, amazing. Yeah, we 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 kind of got started to get excited once once those names were listed on that flight manifest, and I was like, there was a lot of things adding adding up together then, and and yeah, we we did the show the night before the takeover, and we had Ben Jacobs on, and at that stage it was happening. You know, it was just the official. Uh, we just needed official confirmation, but uh, yeah. Unbelievable, and yeah, you're right. We're all on the same opinion at that stage. We thought, okay, we're just clinging to clinging to straws that it was still there. And you, know, you were brave enough to say, no, nope, it's not happening. Like uh, we were, yeah. but uh, just the way it worked out. It's Mike. It's Mike Ashley. It's Mike Ashley, though. Like, let's be honest. No one trusted a word he said, and no one kind of. I, I, so my theory was at the time with Amanda Savey doing these interviews, and look, I was, I'm wrong now, and I'm, I don't, I don't mind saying times when you don't get it right, you, you say you don't get it right. But I just didn't kind of get why she was doing that those interviews when <sighs> she couldn't really put too much pressure on the Premier League at the time, in my opinion. I think there was a process. They had to take the time. But obviously there must have been a conversation behind closed doors going, look, if you sort this out, as in PIF, if you can sort this out, it's done. It's as simple as that. It's done. And now obviously with a... So it still, do you know, I think it still feels mad that we're the richest club in the world and we've not had Mike Ashley in charge of our football club for nearly for, for nearly eighteen months. I still, I still feel like it's a dream that I'm going to wake up and go and, you know, someone like Sam Aldice is going to be our man, is our manager, and we've still got, you know, players like Fabrice Pancrat and Buddy Chulramiobi and stuff like that. Like, I, I just feel like I just feel like it's something like that's going to happen. But look, I'm so glad I'm so glad we've got Bruno Guimaraes and Kieran Trippier and. You know, yeah. Alexander Isaac, for example. But yeah, brilliant. The the question I've got is from from that clip that you showed us. Like, first off, like I must have been taking tips from Chris because I look like I'm in bed. I've got the cushion yeah. behind me. I'm like relaxed. It's like, I feel like I'm good. I think your back was, was so sore. I think you you were on on medication for your back or something. Oh, was that when I did? Oh, wow. Could be. Oh. Could have been. Yeah, no. It was around that time. It was around that time. Uh, that I did my back in, but um, oh, no, I heard about that as well. Actually, about your back. Apparently, you've been you've been carrying a few of the lads on this channel. Is that what it was? <laughs> no, oh, oh. no, no. Oh, I'm here tonight. <laughs> never, never. Oh, Allegedly. Never. 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 Um, but look, 
Guys, your hair. Yeah. Where was it back then? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I got a, a haircut the, the, the day before by the looks of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going back, though. Um, I thought we still in lockdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, um, no that, was, that was a great clip, guys. Um, top stuff for that. Uh, that's for sure. And to be fair, um, uh, I think it was uh, Craig Lee. I'm just going to borrow the yeah, comments just right. for one second. Craig Lee puts, just as we're watching that video um, and those clips, <laughs> imagine what the place would be like on Sunday night. And look, yeah. obviously there's so many uh, Geordies that are travelling down to London and are going to be a part of the scenes over the course of the weekend. Like yourself, Johnny, um, I'll be heading down on Sunday as well with Chris. Um, but you imagine the city, if we win, like it'll be like that. And then some, because you're going to have all the Newcastle fans that are travelling back up, they're probably going to go from the train station up to the stadium and probably join everyone else. And the, and the party will probably carry on, if not through the night, into the rest of the week. And Daz, you're absolutely right. The, um, uh, I think was, I'm not sure if that was yourself or Johnny that mentioned about the... Um, the potential trophy parade if we win you know what i mean you've got that to come from uh on the monday and and, and beyond in that point and i think you know uh, it'll just be it'll just be unbelievable it really really will um cannot cannot wait for all the possibilities and you're right johnny because we should stay positive um 100 but um just firstly um over 180 in the chat thank you very much for tuning in and watching um, all things loading mag and UFC. Um, if you haven't already, click the like um, button. Only takes a second to do. Um, if you're not put your questions in for Johnny um, and myself and Daz, make sure you do so. And of course, whilst you're there, click that subscribe button. There's one or two that we've seen that are new to the channel tonight, including uh, our man Sam that was new new to the chat. Um, click that subscribe button. Come and join the Loaded family as well. And whilst you're there, go and search up Newcastle Fans TV and give them a subscribe too. Um, and like, I'm sure, I'm sure Danny will talk about it uh, shortly. That you, you'll have lots of content coming up over the course of this this week, um, and we'll let you get that out as we're going along. Um, Right. Any questions we can hit for Johnny after that? Maybe not as not any that are maybe getting hiding again. But, but uh, yeah, there's there's one that might. Um, that's why I'm reluctant <laughs> to go for that one. Um, but uh, there's one from David Cook, and I'm sure we get into the squad selection. Um, I suppose we, we might start with this and kind of broaden that one. In, and it's from starter Wilson or Isaac. Good question. Um... If it's what Eddie Howe will do, it's, it's, it's going to be Carlin Wilson, in my opinion. I've got the team kind of sorted in my head. I kind of worked it out last night, and uh, maybe this morning. I was just kind of thinking about it on the way into work. Uh, I think Carlin Wilson starts. I would probably... such a tough one. I'd probably start Callum Wilson myself. I, I, would just, I think Callum Wilson can give you something 60, 65 minutes in. And say we're drawing... Or, you know, it's a close game or even for winning by a goal. I think Alexander Rizak is the perfect man to bring on with 20, 25 minutes and maybe and even extra time. I understand understand the um, the glamour of Alexander Rizak and I thought he played well on Saturday from what I, from what I said, from what I've seen. I thought he made some really good runs. I, I didn't think he was... I didn't think he was really bothered about the fact that it was Virgil van Dijk. He was up against some Joe Gomez and you've got to remember them two played the majority of that season at Liverpool got 99 points and 
walked the league, let's be honest. So yeah. I, he played well against Liverpool at Anfield. I, I don't think I've ever seen a much better day with him in Newcastle play. He should have had two goals. That, that goal that was offside wasn't offside. I've, I've seen it again and again and again. And that goal is not offside when you see what Marcus Rashford scored against Leicester and that second goal. So I'm not having it. But um, I would start Wilson for the first 60, 65 minutes. I would say to him, do as much as you physically can. And I think, especially early on, if you get that one chance, I just think Wilson's a little bit more deadly. And I think that maybe we should just let him play as long as he physically can. And then you've got Isaac like, considering that Man United have got to play Barcelona. They might make subtle changes. They might put Luke Shaw at centre-half. They might put Harry Maguire at centre-half. Like, they, they could potentially do that, depending on what happens on that Thursday night. I think Isaac would love it. I think he would love that chance half an hour end. To be fair, he, he would stretch the game. He goes an extra dimension as well. Um, but I, would, I actually would be surprised if Isaac starts. I would be surprised. But I wouldn't be like negatively surprised if that makes sense. Do you think? Do you think he's? Do you think he's done well since he's come in? Obviously, he played against uh, Bournemouth because Wilson was injured, or he had like a, a hamstring complaint. He's then played again against, um, or he started again uh, against Liverpool. Uh, what have you made from his last two performances? Like when he has been given the chance to start from the beginning. I thought he played well on Saturday, considering the circumstances. You know, we saw we saw what happened, but. My only issue with Isaac this weekend needs to get he needs to get those chances on target, especially the one in the second half early on when Maxi finds him in the box. Yeah, when he has that shot and turn, I know it's a, I know it's a difficult shot, but you've got to get that on target. You know, if, if the keeper makes a save, keeper makes a save. Got to get a shot on target. You've got to make him work because Allison is, is one of the one of if not the best goalkeeper in the Premier League, depending on who you talk to, and you've got to try and make him work. Um, I do, I do think he links up really, really well with Alan St. Maxman. I'm actually pleasantly surprised at how well that worked, that how them two link up. Um, I think Bournemouth, he wasn't as effective. I think he should have had a shot um, early in the... It was, actually, no, it was probably midway through the first half where he was kind of through almost, but he got taken away from goal and it just didn't really... Uh, it just didn't really work out from against Bournemouth, but not many players played well against Bournemouth, let's be honest. Nick Pope made a couple of good saves. Keevan Trippier cleared one off the line, so... Let's be honest. No one played brilliantly against against uh, against Bournemouth, but considering the fact he's had a big injury, he still he still finds chances. If he can get one or two away in a row, like he has scored a few goals so far anyway. I think the goal against Fulham did in the world of good because it was a simple goal. It was a striker's instinct, and we've seen him playing as a ten. We could see him playing with Callum Wilson. I don't see that happening this weekend, of course, but it's another dimension that Eddie Howe can, can use. He can play the 4-2-3-1 and trust Isaac in as number 10 as well because he is great when he carries the ball. I, don't, I think he only lost the ball once that I can remember against Liverpool but I'll throw it back to you. I, I, I think I think Alexander Isaac is certainly one for the future. Of course, he is. It's a big price tag but I'm excited with the glimpses that we've seen so far because you imagine if he's got, imagine if he has 10 games with Bruno in the team. Yeah, He's going to get goals. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, Go on, Dad. Go on, Dad. Sorry, sorry, but no, I was just going to... We kind of talked through it last night. Uh, we kind of agreed uh, collectively, our, our team. Um, we had the, the two interview uh, crew on as well. Um, I, do you want to throw it up, Pete? Or, or, or where were you going to go to next? Yeah, I'll grab it one second. <laughs> just bear with me. Um, 
It's always available, Daz. You know that. <laughs> I, I know. You have that. You sleep that. up beside you, I think. That little yeah. pitch. So we, uh, it's literally where we left it last night. So this is where uh, I did put all the Man United team up just because I couldn't be bothered to change all the names. <laughs> but um, this was kind of the team that we had, that, that we kind of set ourselves on um, before we left. I mean, we moved players around as alternatives. Obviously, Johnny, from your perspective, you, you not Willock, um, you, you had Wilson here. Um, obviously, we, we've gone with Isaac in there, but I can see why. Um, and actually, to coin a, coin a phrase, put in the chat earlier, um, I think I might have started, Daz, actually, but um, he put, start Wilson in case it goes to extra yeah, time. And, and it almost feeds in a little bit to what you know, you've been saying, Johnny, and maybe it, it, you're, you're thinking exactly the same, is that if the game's still going at 60 minutes and we're still in it, you know, whether, whether we're 1-0 up or it's 0-0 or 1-1 or we're 1-0 down chasing the game, you bring someone like Isaac on, full of energy, you know, do you come in and play him off the left and take ASM off or or do you play him up top with, uh, and replace Wilson or do you play uh, like one or two have said, I think Sydney said it, play both and do you then sacrifice a long staff and go, you know what, we're chasing the game or we're looking for it. Um, you know, let's play it like this, and you've got Isaac to play either round. What, 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 what do you, what do you guys think off the back of that? Could that um, be a possibility as to why maybe is that in it, look, Johnny? Is that in your mind what you're thinking about with regards to not starting Isaac? I, I, I just think that I think Wilson's better to start. I just think Wilson's better to start this game. I get, I get the whole. He's that conundrum start getting, you know, he's probably a bit more fresh. He's played a few games in a row. Wilson, obviously, didn't play against Bournemouth, only played half an hour against Liverpool. I just think this is, I think that's what Eddie Howe will do. I just think Eddie Howe will start with Wilson. I really do. I think, he, not that he doesn't trust Isaac, but I think he trusts Wilson more in a in a final, in a big game. You know, Wilson has got experience playing for England. He, he can play, in, he can handle these big game atmospheres. Not saying he's at calm, but I just think that's what I just think that's what Newcastle will do. That is the team I'd go with, by the way. That from what I can see there, it is it, Joe Linton has to start, has to start. I, I can understand, um, you know, can you do you play him off the left? Do you play him in the middle? You play Joe Linton in his best position. His best position is midfield. What was the first game that we all stood up and looked and thought, we hold on a second, have we found the position for Joe Linton? I know he started it against Norwich. But the game that he kind of made it was Manchester United at home just yeah. after Christmas. And that was the game that you gone, you stay there. You stay there. And if we need to play on the left, we do. My only, my only, not concern, but my only uh, talking point when you look at Manchester United is the right back position. And I don't think this gets mentioned enough. You've got Diogo Dallo playing right back. I hope it's Diogo Dallo. And the reason why I say that, I think Aaron Wan-Bissaka defensively is a lot stronger than Diogo Dallo. And if you look at Alan St. Maximum against Aaron Wan-Bissaka, I think, I think Aaron Wan-Bissaka has probably more in his locker to cope with Alan St. Maximum. Alan St. Maximum needs to have a worldie because if he does, and he's plays like he did against Manchester City, it doesn't really matter which fullback you put in. It's going to be a difficult one. But Aaron Wan-Bissaka defensively is more solid. Going forward, he's not really a threat. I know he scored against Newcastle, ironically, years, a couple of years ago. But you want D- Dallow to start because you can get ASM to go at him. Defensively, not as strong. 
could win could win free kicks in dangerous areas, could create goals, could score goals. Um, and I think I I, would, I hope Dallas playing. I hope Dallas playing from that side of things. If Wamasaka is playing, it's it's more of an even contest. But Jolton has to start has to start midfield. I'll be amazed if he starts on the left hand side. Um, but it, it's it's a fascinating one. The, the, I think the, I'll throw it back to yourselves on this one because Joe Willock's an interesting one. He trusts <coughs> Joe Willock. He loves Joe Willock. And if he does love Joe Willock and Willock is fit and says, look, I'm ready, I'm 100% fit or as close to 100% as possi- uh, possible, I think he's, I think House starts and I don't think Maxi starts on the left-hand side. And I think Joe Linton gets moved across there. But I think if you do that, you're asking Joe Linton to do a lot of work on the left-hand side defensively. You're asking Miggy to do a lot of work on the right-hand side defensively. Where do, yeah. where, do, where, do we get, where do we get chances from? Where do we get goals from? Yeah, yeah so it's, it's all linked up to what is Eddie Howe's preferred 1-11. to 11. He, He's not, not going to have the choice of Pope, obviously. But but yeah, the, and there is there is a good combination and link-up between uh, Joe Linton and, and uh, Willock in the same way with Trippier and, uh, and Miron uh, down the other side, really, the other, the other flank. But... Um, yeah, ASM is playing like in, in bringing on Willock, you're, you're you're dropping ASM there. I imagine Johnny. Uh, well, I think that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. he's not dropping Almiron. He's not dropping Longstaff. He's certainly not dropping Bruno after being three games out. We need Bruno. Yeah. Bruno's the first name on the team sheet. Exactly. I'd have been I'd have been more dis- I'd have been more disappointed if Bruno got sent off against Liverpool. If he played against Liverpool, then it would be with Pope. I think that's how how important Bruno Gamarish is. We haven't won a game this season without Bruno Gamarish. That tells the significance of him as a player in this team. He just makes the game tick for us. Fake Bruno, yeah, hundred percent. He is the fake, Bru- uh, fake Bruno Bruno Fernandez. He's a little rough. I hate watching him. I hate watching him. I hate where you always see him, and you'll see him on Sunday when he plays against Newcastle, whinging these little kicks off, and it'll be oh, honestly, I hate him. Absolutely hate watching him. But um, no, it's Bruno's fresh as a daisy. Casemiro is going to be playing this on, on Sunday if he doesn't if he doesn't get injured on Thursday. You know he's in his thirties. Yes, he's played unbelievably well for Manchester United this season. But how fresh can you be if you're in your, in your early thirties and playing against Barcelona two or three days before? Um, my only caveat is, and I know Rashford has played as playing on the left hand side at the minute. See, I, I think Anthony probably starts on the right hand side for Manchester United because I think they'll have it. will try and get out burn. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think, I just think, I just think Manchester United are looking going well. I don't think Salah completely ruined Dan Byrne on the weekend. I thought Byrne did okay against him, but there was a couple of times where you, the pace just shone, and I just think if Anthony's got any sort of pace, not well, I know he's not going to be as quick as um, Salah, but if he's got any sort of pace that can frighten Dan Byrne, I think Manchester United will try and will try and do that. That was an old traffic then. Yeah, he did do very well, Old Trafford. Was, he did do very well. Two times in the game, obviously. I think you were there as well, when you, Johnny. I, I Not at Old Trafford. I wasn't. No, oh. I wasn't. I wasn't at Old Trafford. I've, I've I've actually got a weird, weird thing with Old Trafford, and this is going to sound so stupid. Um, <laughs> and tell me if I'm stupid, actually. Go for it. I've only I've only seen Newcastle play Manchester United once at Old Trafford. We won. It was the it was the game that could oh, score the winner, right? Oh. I don't, and this is going to sound so sad. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. How likely is it that Newcastle are going to beat Manchester United again at Old yeah. Trafford? That's that's yeah. why it's so stupid. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's why that's why I, I never go to Man United away anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, 
different different story. And it, it like in a couple of years' time or from next year onwards, it might be a little bit different. But look, it's um it, look, Anthony got past Burn a couple of times, but Burn was able to recover. But in the main, he dealt with him really well and Botman came along along a, a number of times and, and dealt with that that situation. So yeah, absolutely fine from that perspective. Interesting that you brought up Aaron Wambasaka. Um, because Darlow likes to get forward and he's got good delivery into the box. You saw that on Sunday against Leicester. He can whip those balls in. Aaron Wambasaka is a better defender, but he is trying to get himself forward. But the one thing about Dal- uh, about Aaron Wambasaka is his recovery runs are shocking. So I, 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 for one, I hope that he plays because I do think ASM, honestly, <coughs> ASM playing the way that he did against Liverpool can get the better of Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Aaron Wan-Bissaka loves players to come down this side of the pitch because this is where he's strongest on his right foot. He loves defending there. What he hates is someone cutting inside here because he doesn't know what to, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to track a player there, and that's where he gives a lot of free kicks away. So someone like ASM, if he jinks left, jinks right, like he doesn't know what to do. I think he's got the better. Uh, to be fair, I think he's got the, the beating of both on Sunday. If he can play like he played against Liverpool, he's got the beating of both. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I think he'd get more joy from Aaron Wan-Bissaka um, just because he just does not like to get back and track back in. Um, uh, Dalot is probably better at that, but maybe not as good a defender as Aaron Wan-Bissaka. So there's there's pluses and negatives to it all, but I think Alan St. Maxwell could get the better better of, of him and we talked about this last night I think Almiron can get the better of Shaw as well and Shaw is very good getting forward um, and will cause problems getting forward so we have to be careful about that especially if Rashford's here um, but yeah uh, I think it's going to be really really interesting I think I want him and I said it last night I want him Joe Linton smashing him and yeah. wherever Casemiro is Casemiro probably be this number six here I, I won't put his name in for now but these career, I want him smashing these two to bits um, on a Sunday. Um, I don't care if he gets a takes a yellow card for it later on in the game, but I'd want him smashing them to bits because they will not like it at all, and it gives Bruno the opportunity to play his football. But look, uh, I think that could well be the team. It is the question for me about this. Um, Willock, Willock, I think if he's going to start, he's going to have to tra- he's going to have to train from tomorrow onwards if he's going to make the final. He needs a full or close to a full week of fitness. He, he's It's not going to be one like Wilson, for example. And it was a point that was made last night, actually, by Yano, in that Wilson only trained one day before the game against Liverpool. So people saying that he wasn't sharp, there was a reason why he wasn't sharp, because he'd only played one game. Uh, oh, sorry, what, he'd only had one training session before the game. But... Willock, if, he's, if you're going to put him into a final at Wembley, big pitch, got to cover a lot of ground, he can do it. But if he's not 100% fit, I won't risk him. I'd, and of course, that, that's where, where he said he's best, as a, coming on as a, a sub and being an impact player. Look at when, when, that's the reason we bought him, uh, yeah. that, that run he went on. So he could be the best place for him. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating one. Just going back onto the Alan St. Maxman versus Manchester United's right back debate. I think obviously I, th- I think you're right. I'm not saying either of them two are world class right backs. I think there's a lot obviously a lot stronger right backs in the in the Premier League for for one. But I just I just think I just think Alan Saint Maximum over Diego Godalo. Yes, ASM will have to do more defensive work. He's going to have to. 
because he'll need burn. He'll need he'll need to get support for for Dan Burn. I just think Wan Bissaka. Just I don't know. Defen- I just think defensively he is, he is very very strong. I'm not saying he's a world beater by any stretch of the imagination. Imagination, but he needs it. He needs a, he needs a few a few tricks in his in his locker. Does uh, as Alan saying because he will have the beating of him. He will get the beating of him once or twice if he does start. I think the, I think the only issue from Eddie Howe's point of view is, is that I think he'll obviously watch that Manchester United game on Thursday against Barcelona. But I don't think he'll know. I don't, I don't think Eric Ten Hag knows what his, his team's going to be on Sunday because he's still got likes of Malassia who could possibly come in at left-back and Shaw could move across. Or he could just literally go Victor Lindelof and Carry Maguire at centre-half, sacrifice Varane and Martinez, who I would expect them to start against Barcelona because they were pretty much they were arrested the other day. Well, Varane certainly was because of his age. The midfield, midfield, Casemiro probably starts because he didn't play against Leicester. As long as he doesn't get injured, he starts. Bruno Fernandes starts every game. Um, it's either probably Fred or McTominay. But again, that three in midfield, it's a good matchup. It's a good matchup. Yeah. And I think whoever, it's almost, it's nearly as, it's nearly as big as Trippier versus Rashford if he, if he plays. If our midfield beats their midfield and we keep Rashford quiet, I think we take the trophy back to Newcastle. I think it's mm. as simple as that. I think people need to remember we've only lost to the same team once this season. We've only lost one. Like Liverpool, the only team that beat us in the Premier League this season. We've conceded 15 goals in 23 Premier League matches so far this season. Yes, it was a defeat on the, on the, on 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 Saturday night, but. Let's be honest; it, it's, it's still a tough game, you know. Man, Liverpool have obviously got some good players in the in the locker. They've got a bit of confidence after beating Everton on the Monday night. So let's 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 be honest. Let's remember who we were actually up against. But um, I can't stop looking at that Russia versus Trippier Trippier battle because let's be honest, gents. If Trippier can handle him and keep him quiet, and he doesn't score, you'd fancy your chances, wouldn't you? Yeah. It, it, you times like this. Pete, that I, I often ask myself, what what would Newcastle World's best journalist out there think of this <laughs> formation, and what would he do anything different? If only he was here to answer the, the, that question. Welcome, Jordan. You've done a lot. Hey, of you. Time. Oh, right, you okay? Yeah, good. So, sorry for the. I think I'm about fifty-five minutes late. So apologies for that. Second half. Yeah, yeah, it's that that no worries. You're here, and that's the most important thing. And look, uh, um, myself, Daz, Johnny, we've, we've just been having a discussion about the potential lineup and how it might look on Sunday. Now, the, the formation and the setup for Newcastle's team that you can see on the screen, uh, Jordan, is what Johnny thinks it might be. Um, he's gone for Wilson over Isaac, uh, with the potential of Isaac coming on later on in the game and uh, making a difference. What do you think about that particular setup for Newcastle? Do you agree with it? Would you change anything? Um, bearing in mind, right at the top, you've got Murphy, Target, Willock, potentially if he's fit, um, Anderson and Isaac to come off the bench. Does that seem about right to you? Yeah, so I mean, the, the St. Maxon debate's obviously a big one because um, I thought he played very well against Liverpool. Liverpool will be, you know, they were down to 10 men. I thought he was the, the main sort of attacking threat, the main guy that was trying to push Newcastle on. And I thought he had a really good link-up play with, with Alexandra Isaac. Um, but for me, I wouldn't start either of them um, because you look at the, you know, you've got the Manchester United team on 
the, the screen there. Mm. When you look at their attacking threat, um, Rashford obviously being one of the most informed players in, in Europe. Um, Anthony, I think Manchester United are probably stronger off Sancho players down that side. Um, but what Newcastle have, have done well this season is they've been defensively solid. Uh, and through that, they've had Joe Willock, if he's fit, plays in the centre. And you have Joe Linton on the uh, the left-hand side. So that's what I would do. Um, I wouldn't start St. Maxim. I think there's a, there's a lot of pros to starting St. Maxim because he is that, that big game player. Um, but the system that and the players that have served Newcastle so well this season is Joe Linton being on that left, left-hand side, linking up with Willock because... It just gives them that defensive solidity. Um, so that's what I think they need to do. I don't know if Willock will be fit. I think going off Eddie Howe's comments last week, I'm, I'm presuming he probably will be um, because he made a point to say that it wasn't as bad as what you know we first thought. Um, he's yeah. having injury, so that would be that would be my only change to to that team. Um, yeah, that's it's interesting. Probably hard um, from Saint Maximum, um, but I just think, as I say. You look at the you look at the, the team that Newcastle have played this season, and it's been a regular start eleven with Joe Linton on the on the left, and they've been defensively solid. And I think in a game against Manchester United, where Manchester United are probably going to be the the dominant force in that in that game, if you want, probably harsh to say that on Newcastle because look, you know, there's not much between the teams in the in the league. But I think over the last couple of weeks, month or so, you've seen Manchester United really excel, and Newcastle have hit a bit of a hit a bit of a lull. Um, so I think we've got to be really wary of that, and I think we've got to go back to that defensive solidity that has served, you know, the team so well and got them to this stage, uh, and that includes Joe Linton on the on the left and Joe Willock in the in the middle. Interesting um, voice, you know, your th- your thoughts on that? I mean, um, uh, it, it, it's tried and tried and tested, isn't it? <laughs> Let's face it, and that's what Jordan. That's what you've alluded to. It is tried and tested. It's it's won matches for Newcastle United. That's for sure. Um, I just saw you guys add something there, Pete, as well. That's all right. I just think you know if you you get one hour in a game, and the, the prospect of bringing the, the likes of an Alexander Isak and Alan Saint Maxim off the bench is also massive. Um, I don't like say if you start Isak and Wilson's the guy that comes on. You know, it might be doing a little bit of a disservice to Wilson, yeah, but I, I don't think Wilson's an impact player. I think he's, he's more of a starter. Um, so I just think it gets to a, any a stage of any game if Newcastle are winning and losing to bring them two players on to, to you know, to get them up the field or they're pushing for, for an equaliser or whatever, trying to get back in the game. I think that's a big prospect to have as well. So um, that, that's another sort of reason as to why I would start with, with Wilson and, and leave the likes of St. Maxim and Isaac on the bench. Boys, do you agree with that, Johnny? Daz, what do you think? Um, it's hard to look. It's hard to disagree. You can't. You can't say that's not a, a good case because that eleven that you've got on your screen right now has done fantastic. It's been unbeaten for a large spell of the season. It's been the ready-made eleven. Everyone was like, "That's the eleven we're going to go with." I just, it, it's an interesting one because Joe Linton for me has been in fantastic form. His strongest position is midfield, and I just think. He offers you so much in that middle of the park, and the only the only the only thing is we've not really seen him and Bruno in the middle too much this season. If well, for, not even for many games at all this season, because of the fact of how well Sean Longstaff and Joe Willock has, have been. But we've seen when we haven't had Bruno and Joe Linton's had to move into the middle of midfield. He's still been solid. Um, I definitely take Jordan's opinion on the, the Alan Saint Maximum debate. You know, Alan Saint Maximum and Alexander Isak off the bench. Manchester United, the Manchester United, will be thinking, "Pooh, I don't want that." 
but ASM is a match winner for us on his day. I was I allude to the the fact that that Manchester City game was probably his best performance in a Newcastle shirt. Three assists on the day. Well, I say three assists, two assists, and winning the free kick, which is almost an assist for Kieran Trippier. Let's be honest, but it's he is a, he is a match winner for us. If he if he plays well and plays really well, Newcastle do, do well in the game. Let's be honest. Um, I think honestly, I think I don't think Eddie Howe would have picked his eleven until Man United played Barcelona because it depends on who is missing for Manchester United. If Manchester United go and play 120 minutes and someone gets an injury, like a big player gets injured, I know. Seems Dad has got his fingers crossed all day on, on Thursday night. Um, but I think it generally, I think it generally just depends on what Eddie Howe has seen on that Thursday night and what he thinks is best. But I think we can talk about who plays X, Y, and Z. We've all alluded to it. Marcus Rashford is in so much form for, for Manchester United right now. If we can stop him, it, 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 you know, it doesn't. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter who we put in the, in the team, but if you stop him and, you, and he has a quiet game, Newcastle do well in the game. It's as simple as that. But look, that, if, that is, if that's the team, if that's the team on Sunday, I'm certainly not disappointed by it because it, it doesn't lose. It hasn't, it had that, I don't think that eleven has lost this season because they didn't play against they didn't, get, they didn't play against Liverpool at all. Um, in the Premier League this season, so yeah. hopefully that continues if that's the eleven. But it's, it, look, everyone will have different uh, different opinions. That's yeah. why. That's why. That's why. That's why supporting Newcastle's hard work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on, Dad. Go for it. Sorry, Pete. That, no, for me, my, my comments on it. Um, it's it's two changes. I, I can see see Jordan's the logic that, that Jordan uh, has um, portrayed here, and I can see that Eddie Howe would go with that as well. But the the, the two changes are yeah, um, Isaac and um, and Wilson and um, Willock and uh, uh, and AS, ASM. But I, I'm I'm accepting one of the changes. I'm not accepting the other. So I'm accepting the, the logic of of now starting with, with Wilson and having uh, Isaac as a uh, impact player, right? But I still think I would, on form, I would have ASM on, and I'd put Joe Linton into midfield and ASM just because he's he, the, the game against Liverpool and he's been building up to, to a good game. And people are saying in the chat as well, well, he loves the big games. Uh, he did it against Man City as well. So it's it's all built up for ASM. Now he could still he could still make a massive impact by coming off the bench, but I think having Willock on the bench and that's as we said a few minutes ago, how he's he's best best player for us is when he was an impact player coming off the bench. So it that that way that is now uh yeah that that's that's what I'd go with because you have Isaac and Willock as the impacts. Jordan, you thrown a spanner in the works there because I think most people, including me, I don't, I didn't think that Willock would have a chance of being fit. And I, just before you came on, I said if if Willock is to play on Sunday, he would probably have to start training tomorrow. In my opinion, I think you need a full week of training. I don't think playing him or tra- or having one day's training on maybe a Friday or even a Saturday before a big cup final. You know, first cup final in 24 years. I don't think it's the right decision. But, you know, if it is like Wilson, because Wilson came on and played 20 odd minutes and, and looked sharp. But, uh, some people said he didn't look sharp, but, he, you know, he, he looked sharper than I thought he would be, considering he'd only had one training session. Um, I think that, yeah, uh, I, I, I can see I can see the logic in playing that because it is tried and tested. I just think after the performance against Liverpool, I think it would just be really harsh on ASM. And the points yeah. that Johnny and, um, uh, and and Daz made, it would it would be 
he he is ASM is the is is the match winner. Um, that's for sure. But actually, you know, you guys said about Joe Linton on the left and Willock on the in the midfield. But you know, uh, there's been a number of people in the chat tonight that have put you know Willock on the left being able to carry the ball long distances. We saw it when he got the um, set up the winner for Bruno against Leicester. We've seen that num- numerous times this season. Would you be against that? You know, potentially keeping Joe Linton in that in that middle three and then will it bombing on and, and trying to create problems, but equally being able to come back in here, would, would that be the worst thing in the world? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think really, you know, on an official team sheet terms, it's been that Joe Willick's been on the left, but the, the two players have constantly swapped with each other during games. Um, you know, you've seen it with Willick with them sort of long bust and run runs forward. Um, so in many ways, when you play them two together, they are constantly uh, chopping and changing. Where Joe Linton often drops in the centre, and Joe Willock goes down the left as well. So I think if if, if they're them two on the left hand side, um, they're going to rotate. So I, I don't think it would change the system that much, to be honest. If, if that was if that was to be the case, oh, definitely. This is this for me is here, and I think John and Daz both alluded to this. This is where I think the game may well be won. Um, uh, for, for for either team, and I think it's going to be a hell of a battle. And I've kind of all, almost, you know, placed the, the players up against each other. I think Bruno's press here will be key um, because we know and we saw it again on Sunday that uh, fake Bruno likes to play those little balls in there to Rashford in and behind, uh, and Rashford getting on the end of him. If if Bruno can press as high as he, we know he can, and and as good as we know he can, and stop that. From happening in and around fake Bruno, then um, then yeah, I think we've got a great chance. Um, Joe Linton against Casemiro is a fascinating battle. There's lots of talk that Joe Linton will be picked for the Brazilian squad. What better way to solidify your place in the Brazilian squad by um, you know doing a number on Casemiro? Who for me, I have to say it. People might not agree. He's the best defensive midfielder in the world for me. I think he's outstanding. Um, and it will be a big, big ask for Joe Linton to keep him quiet. Not just here, but he likes to get up here as well. He, he's not the conventional defensive midfielder. He's all over the pitch um, and he's very good at what he does. Um, here, I think Longstaff could quite easily get the better of Fred. Um, Fred is quite um, erratic in his challenging. Given Getting him or Casemiro an early yellow card would be a, would be a good move um, for sure. Um, and look, Wilson. I think, I think that's going to be a good battle here between those two. Both very, very aggressive in their play. Um, I think it could make for a real nice battle there. But uh, lots and lots to talk about. I think you know, as the week goes on, I think the, the the thoughts and the feelings about who's coming in and who's not could potentially change. That's for sure. But um, really, really good chat, lads, and, uh, and a different perspective from even what we had yesterday. We're talking yeah. differently in terms of you know how the team's set up, and this is why we do it because it's great to get your opinions, Johnny and Jordan, on on your selections because we've had probably about four, four or five different selections now from <laughs> last night to tonight. <laughs> on what we could actually play, but the one thing that we have set, um, which I don't think anyone think anyone can argue about, is is the back four. Um, the back four is what it is because um, our foundations have been built on those boys doing the job, and and I think they will do it again. Um, I really do. 
So I just add something, Daz. Uh, sorry, uh, Pete. Yeah. Sorry on the um, yeah, on the back definitely. four because I think it's a really a really important point. You yeah. will still see Trippier where he is right now. By the way, you can see That's him there. He will he will still be up and he will still be up and down. It doesn't matter who we're playing. But what you'll see is when he does come in, it'll end up almost being a three at the back. Byrne will come in, Botman will come in, and Cher will come in. And yeah. what you and what you probably will see as well. You probably see Sean Longstaff probably sacrificing himself for the team, and you probably see him drop. Yeah. He'll be dropping it slightly, not too much, maybe a t- tiny bit to the right towards where Rashford is. Just when Trippier makes, you know, Trippier basically goes, oh, "Give me the ball, I want to drive up, and I want to try and support Almiron as much as I can." Because you have seen that throughout the season. You see those three defenders at the back there, Burn, Botman, Cher. That it's essentially almost three at the back when we're attacking because Trippier is such an outlet for us. You know, teams. Let's be honest. If you're in the bottom, bottom half, I've been, I've been terrified of Newcastle when Trippier gets a time and space on the ball because he has got that delivery in his locker. He can, he's got an eye for a pass. You know, he had, and he has had a fantastic partnership with Miguel Miron, and he's a big reason why Miguel Miron is Newcastle United's top goal scorer this season. That is such a massive impact. But don't be surprised, and I'm saying this with Sean Longstaff. Don't be surprised to see Sean Longstaff just keeping an eye on what's going on, just in case something goes wrong because I do think Eddie Howe will go, you need to be aware at all times. You, you're going to have to do more and more running, which he's probably used to anyway because the amount of running he does in a game is frightening, let's be honest. And he probably has to sacrifice himself a little bit because let's be honest, can we really see Bruno doing that in that sort of role? I, 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 I don't personally, I don't know if other people do, but Eddie Howe will still want that outlet from Kieran Trippier. Yeah, it, It's an interesting one. I, I, I wouldn't want Bruno here. Um, because what you want is Bruno to be the outlet. So, because because what I think you'll find, and it happens quite a lot, is that whoever we're trying to stop here. In fact, we saw it quite a lot um, against Palace at Sellers Park with with Zaha, because he was the main threat in that game. And what you found is a lot of the time, Shaw would come in here to block that to block that off. Uh, so, if Trippier got forward, there'd always be one guy here. Longstaff would come in here and then Trippier would get back and you'd see Almiron maybe come to the halfway line to potentially start the attack again. Bruno was always here because if either one of them won the ball, the first thought would be, can we keep the ball in here? Can we get it to Almiron? Or if Shaw's got the ball, can we feed it into Bruno and start an attack? So you wouldn't want him in that position there. You'd want Longstaff because he presses well, he wins the ball well. But what you'll find is, um, is you'll find this. You'll find this. So if Trippi has gone forward and Rashford's looking for that ball, you'll see exactly what you just said. Longstaff cutting the lines from Bruno to play that ball in. You'll see Almiron trying to cut the lines from Luke Shaw playing that ball in there. Um, and if Trippier needs to get back, you'll see that triangle here. Um, almost like the same way that you'll see the triangle up here. Or it's normally Bruno. So um, it fits into there. That little triangle there you'll find up here. Um, and it'll be based on that, whether we whether we pick up chances or not. Um, so, yeah, no, I think I think it's a great point. But, yeah, Trippier will be Trippier. It's what he's built his name on. He, he's he's so good at it. He wants to get up and, and support um, Almiron. But we've just got to be smart with it because we can't afford what happened on Saturday is that the right back up here, and look, we're not going to be playing against... Um, Trent Alexander Arnold every week, but what we don't want is, you know, if the play if the boys are moved further up the pitch, what we don't want is exactly what happened on Saturday, in that um, 
that diagonal ball coming up to here, Shaw was out of position. The ball comes into here. Um, sorry, it comes into here. And and, and Nunes is, is put the ball in. We don't want that to Rashford. Uh, we don't want Bruno in that position, fake Bruno, playing that ball to him in, in and around that area because that's where we can hurt. So I don't mind going forward here, but we're going to have to be aware of it. The last thing we want is conceding an early goal through... Um, a lack of concentration or or a gung ho approach, you know. As the game builds on, yeah, of course, get yourself forward because Man United won't be at it for long parts of the game. You looked at the Leicester game. Leicester should have been maybe two or three nil up if it weren't for De Gea making great saves. So there are ways to get in and behind them, but we're going to have to do it in stages of the game. We're not going to see it for ninety minutes, but there'll be pockets of games where you'll see Trippier just bomb forward and go. You know what? Let's go for it. And there'll be 10 or 15 minutes, hopefully, where Mad Dog Tindall says, you know what, just sit in. Just sit in, hold your line, hold the back five of back four and, and stop them playing. Um, and, and there'll be times where that happens. But um, yeah, again, um, a really, really good point. And, and that, that, back, that back four will be crucial again. Um, uh, that's for sure. But look, we could talk tactics all day. Um, really, really good chat with regards to tactics. Lots of different opinions and questions with regards to that. Um, we'll keep that. Uh, we'll keep that cracking on. But look, um, Jordan. Uh, obviously, you, um, you've joined us. You're giving us your opinion on the team. You know, are you there Sunday? I assume you are. Of course. Of course. Um, um, so what what are your what are your emotions going into this? And, and I imagine it's slightly different, obviously, having to kind of report on it compared to being a fan. But how have you managed to kind of tug with that over the last week or so? Um, and how are you feeling today? Yeah, so it's it's a hard one because obviously, first and foremost, I'm a I'm a journalist and ask me job and I, I stay professional. But you know, there's there's a there's a part of me as well as you know, I've waited. I've waited my whole lifetime to see Newcastle United in the final, um, and it was actually after the you know after the Southampton game when they got through and the you know the case of Ross or Osprey over the, the PA system when it was working because obviously it didn't work on a work on a Saturday. Um, but yeah, it, it, it just started to hit us then at, at what this team had actually done. I, I expected Newcastle to progress under this new ownership, but I didn't expect to see them in a cup final so quickly. Um, and it, it is it's it's a it's a special it's a special feeling. I've got I've got family members going down. I've got friends going down. Um, you know, the, the, this city is just so. You know, the the, the football club is is, is the church, and um, it's it's a religion up here, and it means a lot to everyone. So to see the emotion, not just for myself, but you know, as I say, friends and family, it it, it means a lot. And you know, you just hope that Newcastle can can go down and win. But in terms of the, in terms of the weekend, I've always said, look, I just want to see Newcastle. In a final, it will, and then we'll enjoy the weekend regardless. But look, we want to win. We want to win this first trophy for a, for a very, very long time. Um, and look, if Newcastle are able to do that, I, I won't be jumping up and down in the press box because um, that won't be allowed. But um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll certainly be a, a, a very happy man. But I'm looking forward to the whole weekend. Um, See, there'll be a lot of uh, drunk Geordies, I'd imagine, at Trafalgar Square. Hopefully, no one jumps into the the fountain. Uh, naked or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> Chris but, is gone. Yeah, but Johnny's <laughs> <laughs> <Jordy's> going. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just gotta, just gotta enjoy the weekend. Um, so you'll wait a very, very long time for this. Um, 
And it, I think it, it hasn't it, it hasn't really hit home actually. I think when the teams walk out of Wembley in the national anthem, will be playing Eddie Howe's lead, leading the team out in that imaginary suit. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a special feeling. And look, I haven't I haven't been able to imagine it if they were to win it um, because if they were to win it, it would be absolutely incredible. But what a, what an occasion that they say there's a lot of it's, it's a lifetime of supporters that have waited for this. You know, they've waited a very very long time to see. Newcastle in the final and that's I just hopefully now they can go and finish the business um and, and beat Manchester United who have had you know a lot of good final wins over Newcastle over the years. It's time for hopefully a bit of bit of revenge and hopefully this is this is Newcastle's time and I'm sure once the first trophy arrives and uh, many more will, will follow under this uh, new ownership. Yeah absolutely um, yeah, I think it, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I won't be, I won't be excited um, on the day. I'll be nervous as hell. Uh, I just don't, I'll just go through the, the various different stages of emotions. But yeah, um, it's a, why, why not? Why not dream? Why not dream about bringing that trophy home? I think we've got a great chance at, at doing so. Um, I've just seen in the chat. There's over 200 watching, but only what 16 likes. Come on, people, just hit that like button. It takes a second. Come on, I you know, it makes sense. Um, I think there's a few questions actually popped up in the chat. There are a few questions. Um, let me see where we should start. Um, look, we go, we go for a PDK's one. And Jordan, is it true ASM is in contract extension talks with the club? Um, no, it's not something I've heard, but it would it would explain his uh, positive form of late if he wasn't talks over a contract extension because he likes to uh, he likes to up his game when there's there's talk of a, an extension on the table as he did uh, a few years ago as well. But no, that's not that's not something I've I've heard. Um, I'd be surprised if that was the case because I still think Saint Maxim's got a big sort of couple of months at the football club coming up before he decides his future on the summer because. Look, he hasn't played many games this season, um, but he showed glimpses over the last few weeks of him getting back to his best. But I still think, uh, in, in a strange sort of way, he's, he's got a few critics, which is which is unfair. But there is a few critics among the fan base that he's got a that he's got to prove wrong, um, and he still have to do that before he end the season. And I'd imagine maybe there might be contract talks then. But um, no, that's not something I've I've heard currently. There's a lot of people have been talking about. Um, whether it's you know other journalists or just fans in general talking about you know, ASM not being an Eddie Howe player, and, and there's lots of arguments to to agree with that. But you know if he was to sign a new contract now or within the next month or two, I think that would squash all of those feelings um, around that that being the case. And Eddie Howe would be, you know, Eddie Howe would basically be backing up his words because let's be honest, he's he's talked about. Uh, ASM very positively whenever he's been questioned about him in every pressure in, in pre, uh, press conference and you know Jordan because you're in them he always yeah. talks about him very very positively so he'd almost be backing up his comments but there is still that noise that he's not an Eddie Howe player and um, yeah, there's always that that kind of question is will he be sold in the summer and I think that's the it's a big question that needs to get answered um, but that's for sure um but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, with, with ASM, let's let's go and um, I'll go to you, Johnny, uh, with this one. It's not, not a question, but it's a comment. Uh, not a question, but uh, just want to thank all you lads, loaded 
uh, UFC Fans TV, Rob Steen, to review the content and chat and banter since the takeover has been second to none, and even before the takeover as well. Uh, keep up the good work. And you know what? Loop in the likes of um, Newcastle World and Dom on the She's Gazette and, and Hopi and all the journalists. There's some great content. We have something to talk about now we, uh, as well. It's, it's, it's just there's, there's plenty of content for everyone. But uh, cheers to the, for the comments, John. Um, question for Johnny. So Johnny's still, still still pissed off at me after the other clip. Oh, you missed it, Jordan. I took the piss out of Johnny for a change. See, oh. we, we don't just suit you. I know how you feel, Jordan. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> right, Johnny, this is a very important question from Scotty. Would you rather score in the first five minutes, get battered, but win, or score in the last five minutes, have, having played well, and win? Uh, I think it's score in the last five minutes because I think then there's less nerves, but I think if you score in the first five minutes, yes, it'll be an unbelievable moment. I just think it'd just be just as unbelievable if it was in the last five minutes and you've only got to, you've only got to look at your watch every three seconds rather than every one second for, let's be honest, if it's um, pretty much a whole, a whole 90 minutes, another pretty much a whole game of looking at the, at the, uh, at the watch. But let's be honest, I think, God, if you're giving Newcastle a chance to win it with five minutes to go and we take it and we're, we're leaving with five minutes to go, it'll probably be the longest five minutes of everybody's lives. But I'll tell you what, it'd be so worth if we can hold on. I think, I know everybody's talking about the the game itself, but I, I allude to what I said before about the about. I don't think many people have actually thought about the moment of winning. Have people actually got thinking about the moment of Newcastle walking up the steps and actually lifting the trophy? Because I think it's yes, oh, we, we could win it, but actually that moment of Jamal Lascelles and Kieran Trippier probably jointly holding the trophy. Just picture that thought on Sunday because that could that is a possibility. It's a real possibility. It wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle had two and up with about a minute to go and Jamal Lascelles comes on for a corner heads it away and we win the trophy. Like that could potentially happen and he's done his bit. But I think like we've been on for over an hour and we've not even spoken about Loris Carrius. We've not spoken yeah. about him and he's gonna probably have to have. I, I said this sentence on uh, on Saturday when we were doing the last word. Loris Carrius could play one game for Newcastle United. Being man of the match, and if he's part of the winning side and never plays again, he will go down as a legend. He will go down as probably one of the best Newcastle goalkeepers I've ever had. That's how <laughs> stupid and bizarre that sentence is. Because he's won a trophy for you. Exactly. He's, he's Ridiculous. Done the business. But I think, look, I don't know whether you guys agree. I, there's, I, almost, I almost don't want to talk about Loris Karras because I don't want to make it about him because. I don't want, as a fan, I don't want Urs to put any more pressure on him than what he already has. You know, he wasn't, as far as I'm aware, Jordan, you might, you might know differently. I don't even think he was at the, even at the game against Liverpool, or he wasn't even on the bench uh, or around the squad at any point. So for him watching that game and seeing what happened to Pope and then realising when the commentators are saying, well, Dubravka's cup tied, he's then thinking... I need to go trade because, because I'm going to be playing on Sunday. And that, that brings its own pressure. We don't need to be constantly talking about carriers, 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 and building that pressure and adding to him. And I, and I made the point last night on, on our show is that like there's been so many games this season, but our defence has been so good where Pope hasn't even had to make a save. He hasn't even had to make a save. Like, he hasn't had nothing to do. And I want that again for him. 
Um, I want that again for him, uh, for Karius on on Sunday. I want it to be about the team and what we do, not about, you know, or Karius, you know, is there going to be a problem? Is there going to be a blip? This, that and the other. I don't want it to be about that. Um, but, you know, even so, he is, he's a good goalkeeper. For me, I, I, I would say, I would say he should be number two. I didn't want Dubravka back after he made his decision to go to Man United. He should be number two anyway. So for me, I think he's a great option. He's a better option in my eyes than Darlow. Um, I think he'd do a better job. But there's some stats here um, uh, that someone sent to me on on um, on social media on Twitter, and it was um, you know. Most clean sheets, uh, 2017-2018, albeit, yes, but but he hasn't played a lot of football since that moment in the Champions League final. But, you know, he had, he, he, was, he had the most clean sheets at that point. You know, we forget sometimes as a goalkeeper, those moments in the, like the Champions League final, it makes you forget, actually, he's done a lot of good. He's made a lot of good saves. He's made, had a lot of clean sheets. He's, he's done a lot of good for, for Liverpool all throughout that season. And then the one thing that he did clouds everybody's judgment. And a lot of people in the chat last night and tonight have alluded to the fact that actually he, um, there, there was a potential concussion with him. And someone's put the clip on social media. I don't know if you saw it, the moment in which he got concussed when he got elbowed in the head early on um, in that half. Um, by Sergio Ramos, um, and it was it was a bad one, and there's a lot of talk about that being it, it being the reason why he was he was so groggy at that point. So there are a lot of factors to it. I don't, but I, 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 of course we're going to get behind him. But it's not the factor that I want us to focus on. I want to focus on us and what we can do to Man United, not about is Carrius going to be good enough to to keep a clean sheet or or to save the day. I, I don't know what you guys think about that. I don't think it's a situation of of Carrius being in goal. Um, I think it's it's the situation of how it's led to Carrius being in goal. Um, Craig Oak got a lot of stick today for a piece that he written, but I actually agree with it. And it was for a club that's got so much right in the last eighty months. How is it? How have they got this so 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 wrong? Because you're going into your biggest game in twenty four years with your third choice goalkeeper. Um, and look, it, it's, it seems like the most Newcastle United thing ever. I don't think it could happen at any other football club, but to be, I say, to be in that situation, it's quite astonishing, really. Um, obviously, the, the situation with loaning out the Bravka, the Bravka coming back, and then waiting until the final hour of the transfer window in January to get rid of Cardalo in case there was an injury to Nick Pope, for example. Um, and then you're a, week, you're a week away from the game, and Nick Pope goes and gets sent off, and Carius is in, and Carius hasn't appeared in the match day squad since November last year. He doesn't even go to the games. Um, Eddie Howe dressed it on Saturday after the game, so he takes three goalkeepers to games, and it's obviously obviously Nick Pope, Martin Dubravka, and the third one's often Mark Gillespie, and he's just being taken as a warm up goalkeeper on a match day. So Loris Carius doesn't go to the go to the game. So look, God knows where Loris Carius was on Saturday when he when Nick Pope got sent off. You know, he might have jetted off a board somewhere, and he might have been having a glass of wine or something. Yeah. And next thing, he's, he's, his phone's pinging, and he's realised what's happened. It's a really, it's it's a quite, it's a, well, it's a bizarre situation. But when Nick Pope got sent off, uh, I was sitting next to Liam Liam Kennedy, and I, I said, I said straight away, Loris Carrier's redemption story. Yeah, uh, the redemption arc. And, yeah. 
me, look, maybe that's me being, well, it is. It's, it's me being very uh, hopeful. Um, but I just want to try and be positive about it. I'd say it's the first final in 24 years. I don't want to go in, in, in into the final with such a negative mindset. Um, just give, give the give the lad a chance. He's as, as you mentioned, Pete. There, he's not a bad goalkeeper. He's, his career has quite harshly been defined on on one game, which is that Champions League final. Um, before that, he was Liverpool's number one. Um, you, you're not you're not a bad goalkeeper if Jurgen Klopp thinks you're good enough to be number one at Liverpool. Um, and people have to remember that as well. And I said after the game in, in Saudi Arabia when he uh, when he played the first half against Al Halal, he had a really good half. And I said, I actually think he's Newcastle's best goalkeeper behind Nick Pope. Yeah. Uh, this was before Martin Dubravka had, uh, had returned. Now, I still think Martin Dubravka probably is a better goalkeeper currently, but that's just because, you know, Loris Karius hasn't played a game in, in two years. Um, well, I just think from if, if uh, Loris Karius comes in on Saturday which he uh, and on Sunday, which he will, what a testament will be to his mentality if he has a really strong week uh, and he, he wins Newcastle a, a trophy. Like imagine if it went to penalties, for example, and he, he saved a couple of penalties in the in the shootout. It's football is a very strange game, and you know it's weird how things work out. Um, so look, there'll, there'll be a lot of talk around Carriers this week, rightly or wrongly, because you know we're, we're in the media and we love to build things up. Um, and I don't it, it, I don't want to put any extra pressure on the on Carriers himself, but that's just the way it is. Um, that's the way it will be in the media this week. But I'm sure Eddie Howe will, will have him, you know, you'll uh, you'll calm him down. And uh, I think he'll be in a very good place mentally on, on Sunday. I think uh, it'll, it'll either go two ways for him, it'll either be perhaps a bit overwhelming for him um, because, you know, he's constantly got that Champions League in the back of his mind or it's the, this is my chance to build something and make sure people forget about that Champions League final. And my career is not defined off one game. Um, I can play really well in this final and, and potentially win Newcastle United a, a trophy. And as Johnny mentioned there, would go down as a legend at the football club if he comes in and plays one game and wins them a cup. And what a story you're, that would be for them. You're, you're right, Jordan, because there's, there's, there's actually a documentary or an Amazon documentary uh, on the goalkeepers alone at Newcastle. Like we could have we have the situation that Gillespie now doesn't have to go looking for a ticket because he'd be sitting on the bench uh, for, for the final. And uh, Dubrovka... Well, we talked about it last night. He'll be there with his half and half Newcastle Man United jersey. He'll either be going up accepting uh, a winner's medal or a loser's medal. So it's it's win win for him. But um, I uh, it, it's just absolutely crazy the way it has worked out uh, with regards to keepers. It's crazy, but it could have been very different. Okay, and I get what Craig Hope's saying in terms of how this has managed to get to this point. But we could be quite easily in exactly the same position, but thinking about it very differently. Because let's face it, Martin Dubravka, once he signalled his intentions of wanting to leave and not being second fiddle to Pope, we should have sold him. You could argue that Carl Darlow should have been sold in the summer or loaned out or moved on in some way, shape or form in the summer as well. So if you'd have done that in the summer and then brought Carrick in as your number two with Gillespie as number three, it wouldn't have actually looked so bad. But it's actually because we've kept those goalkeepers on the books. We've taken Dubravka back when, really, if we were taking him back from his loan from Man United, he should have then just been moved on, in my opinion. Um, 
And with Darlow, for me, he should have gone in the summer, but he should have gone earlier on in the window. And if we're sitting there with Karius as number two, it wouldn't have been so bad. He probably would have been exposed to more more football, not necessarily playing, but like you said, Jordan, the warm-ups and being a part of the match day squads and being in around things would have been better for him. I just think we've kept the wrong players at the club from that perspective, from a goalkeeper perspective. Dubravka should have been off the books a long time ago and Darlo should have been gone, definitely. <laughs> What's going on? Don't here? get that comment. Yeah, right? I, I left it on screen. <laughs> <laughs> You fancy um, that match? Liam Kennedy. Well, me and Sam against Jordan and Liam. Oh, I tell you what, I'm telling you what, Sam's a big lad, but I'm telling you now, he'd back off. He'd back off. <laughs> as, long as, as, as long as we have Pete, I think because I think Sam's met Pete in person, and Pete's a big lad. So if, don't I think bring me into this. <laughs> don't bring me into this. I'm, I'm, I'm the. Uh, I'm just the, the guy in the middle. You know what? I'll be the ref. Oh I'll God. Be the ref. We'll call it a draw. Right. Call it a draw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, in fact, I'll throw my 50 pence in on this goalkeeping debate because I've got really strong views on this. Martin, to, why have Newcastle United been so nice? Why have they been generally so nice in regards to the situation? Okay. Martin Dubravka, when he said that he didn't want to play and he wanted to play for Man United, fans, fair enough. If you want to play for Man United, fair enough. But you sell them, you don't load them. You don't, you don't look. I'm not even saying Manchester United are a rival to Newcastle, even if at the start of the season they weren't a rival, let's be honest. You don't sell them, you don't, you don't loan them to a Premier League club. What, what, why? That's stupid. It just doesn't make any sense, in they my opinion. January it, last year. Exactly. Like, Lingard, like Jesse Lingard at Newcastle. If Manchester United said, if Manchester United were the way they behaved when they came at Jesse Lingard, come at Newcastle, tell them to do one. Tell them to do one. Like, let's be honest. Like, seriously, like, I, got, I got so irate. With the whole Debrafka debacle, because it is a debacle. If anything, whoever signed that off at the club was being too nice. We don't want to be a, a step over or a walkover anymore. I'm, I'm sick of that tag with Newcastle United, let's be honest. The Carl Darla one, again, is just mental. It's mental, let's be honest, because Carl Darlow must have been so annoyed that he wasn't second choice when Debrafka came back in. I think Darlow wasn't even, was Darlow even on the bench against uh, Sheffield Wednesday? I can't remember now. If it, maybe he was, but. Again, loaning him out to Hull, 23rd hour, he's not even playing for Hull. He's, the goalkeeper for Hull had a world, he saved a penalty, so Darlow's been more on the bench at Hull, never mind more on the bench at Newcastle. So he's in a situation, I was probably thinking, hold on a second, I'm not even playing yet. I'm not even playing, it's, it's ridiculous. But the Carrius one as well, I, I do agree, Pete. He's a good goalkeeper. We only need him to play one game. Yes, it's the biggest game in 25 years. <laughs> it's a bit different. But we only need him to play one game for Newcastle. Um, and he has got big game experience. Look, yes, we can talk about the Champions League final, but he's played semi-finals and played well. He was part of the side that played against Manchester City and beat them 5-1. You know, he, he, he is a good goalkeeper. I'm not as worried as what other fans would have been. I would have been more worried if we didn't have a Bruno or if we didn't have a Trippier. Could you imagine Javier Mancure against Marcus Rashford, for example? Sometimes... You know these these things unfortunately happen, but on Saturday I spoke I spoke with somebody on Saturday who was um, quite close to what was going on. Loris Carrius was on a training session on Saturday. It was penciled in for him to have a training session on Saturday, so he was in Newcastle. He, he he didn't. He was told that he didn't have to go to the game. He didn't have to go to the game if he didn't want to. So he and so he obviously chose not to be at St James's Park, but he did do a training session on Saturday. So 
that's all that's all it was that's all was penciled in for him. So look, he'll definitely be warming up with the goalkeepers because he will be starting on him on on <laughs> Saturday. But but my biggest my biggest reason when you like to see Dan Ashworths, you whoever whoever will look at this in the future, Newcastle United can't be a walkover anymore. We can't be a soft touch, we can't be, you know, oh we'll be, we'll be nice, we'll let Martin go and maybe live out his dream of playing for Man United or we'll give Carl some minutes and Hull. Do what's best for Newcastle United. And if that pisses off other players, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. You've got to think what's best for Newcastle United at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. A hundred percent. Jordan, I know Daz has got a couple of other questions, but this is one that I came across earlier. Um, I don't, wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, and it was from um, Matt Hughes in the Mail Online. It says, Man City coach... Uh, Newcastle's analysis, Mark Leyland, in a huge blow to Eddie Howe. He's only been at the club 40 months. We poached him from Liverpool. And yet he now looks like he's going to Man City at the end of the season. Uh, do you know anything about it? And, and look, it, 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 is that something to, that we need to be worried about? Because from all accounts, Mark Leyland's come in and done a fantastic job since he's been at the club. Yeah, no, it is. It, it's, a, it's a massive blow because... You know the way Newcastle have set up tactically is is against sides has been because of Mark Leyland. Um, Eddie Howe spoke about them publicly and, and really praised them. Um, and he also received a lot of praise from Jurgen Klopp when he first left Liverpool to come to Newcastle. So I think when two managers of their caliber speak about a person like that, he obviously has a lot about him. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a massive blow in terms of losing someone like him on the on the backroom team, but. Um, you know the good thing with Newcastle now, and you know you'd, you'd certainly go and back Eddie Howe to go and find a uh, a, a good replacement to, to replace Mark Leyland. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a shame he's only been here 14 months, but you know when the I know Newcastle are on the on the rise, but when you know the champions of England come calling, there's probably a a tough one to turn down uh, at this stage and and his relatively young career so far, so. Yeah, disappointing, a disappointing blow. But you know, as as we as I've seen with Newcastle and, and under this ownership, you, you will back them to go out and and you know find a suitable replacement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Got to be honest, because I thought he was coming in for the long haul. But um, I think there's been some pictures on social media today with 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 his job already going out there as being advertised as being available um, with uh, I think one or two others. So um, yeah, it's a shame. Um, some people are saying, you know, I think George of Life said he's not loyal, um, so let him go. Uh, you know, the fact that he's been at within 14 months, or it'll be what 17, 18 months by the time he actually goes, it'll have been at Liverpool, Newcastle, and Man City during that time. Um, a lot, a lot of new, a lot of Newcastle fans are saying, well, if he's not, if he's not committed to the project, then let him go. We'll get someone else in, and look, I'm sure we will, but he is well thought of. Um, as a Newcastle analyst, um, and you know he has seen us through a very, very good period um, since he's come in. You know, seen us stay up and then transform, help transform us into a team that are fighting for the Champions League. So, an interesting one. I wanted to throw that one out there. Um, that's for sure. But Dad, I know you got a few more questions. Yeah, a few. Uh, start with this one because it's kind of links into two, and we did talk about it last night, which just was confirmation. Uh, that Pope's ban is just for one game, isn't, isn't that right? 
yeah, yeah. Going for own yeah. game. So that, that will answer your go- uh, question as well, life goals. Yeah, no, it'll be Popey that'll be back in goal uh, for the Man City game the, then uh, after that. Cool. Um, do, do, do. Where are we going next? Uh, this one for Johnny. Johnny, you do great coverage on the uh, on the women's team. Is there any sign of the club putting more women's highlights on YouTube or showing at halftime for the men's home matches? I think that's a question for the club in regards to the last bit of the uh, of the of the question. Um, I have to be honest; it it's something that I've actually grown to love. To be honest with you, we, uh, Lee, I have to give Lee a lot of credit because he. I've been following the women's team for probably the last five, six years, even when they weren't even part of the Newcastle United umbrella. Um, and it's obviously since the takeover, it's gone from strength, strength to strength. You know, you've seen 22,000 at a home game, which is effectively a League Two game. That went up to 28,000 in an FA Cup match um, earlier on this season, which was fantastic. You know, it's, it's a different sort of atmosphere. Look, it's more of a family atmosphere, but... The football is getting better and better. Newcastle just signed two players from the championship, like the, the women's equivalent of the championship. And you can tell there's a difference. You can tell even just from the last game I went to um, against York, in which Newcastle won by four goals to two. Newcastle women's team is going to get better and better and stronger and stronger. The problem is the league, for some reason, in the, in the division that Newcastle United find themselves in, only one team gets promoted. So... Yeah. It's so, it's so so tight at the top. Newcastle at the minute trail by, I believe, seven points to Durham, Sestria, but it's, they've got two games in hand. But in regards to the actual question, was it about showing highlights? I, I have to be honest, it's a question that the club, I think, I, I don't know what where the clubs stand on what they can actually can and can't do because obviously in terms of certain, there are certain restrictions. It's the same with the men's team. There are certain restrictions yeah. that they, they can and can't do. You can see they can't show the highlights of the game until, I think it's at 10 o'clock, they can show a two-minute highlight, and then at 12 o'clock, they can show like a 10-minute extended clip. Yeah. Um, I I think this, there can be more done, and that's not being critical to the club. I just think there can be more done in showing more, like say, highlights or showing more. Like there should be a highlight package for every single game that should be put out on the club's channel. Because if they did that, you'd get more eyes watching it, which would end up getting more people to come to Kingston Park. Like four, over 4,000 at Kingston Park. There's some League One teams that don't even get 4,000. So that just shows the strength of Newcastle United, especially with the women's team. But, but Betty Langley's doing a great job. She wants promotion. She's doing, you know, she's doing everything that she can to do that. It's going to be tight between them and Durham, but it's in their own hands. They win the last nine games of the season. They'll be, they'll be champions. They'll be promoted. They play Middlesbrough tomorrow in a derby. Um, Bianca Owens used to play for Middlesbrough, who they've just Newcastle have just signed. She played for Borough for five years, so I'm sure she'll be uh, looking forward to that one. But if Newcastle have just got to keep on winning, keep on winning. But the more publicity that the women's team get, I know Jordan's probably, I know Jordan's done some bits and pieces on the women's side as well over the years as well. So it's certainly get it's certainly a lot better because believe me, without going into too much detail, it wasn't great at all when Mike Ashley was in charge. Let's put it that way. But um, it has been great. I, I've had, honestly, I thoroughly recommend if anybody's not doing anything tomorrow, go down to Kingston Park and watch the women's team play. Because honestly, I think you'll come out there with a with a, with a good night, and you'll actually you'll see some great football, and you'll see obviously a lot of a lot of people support Newcastle United. That's what it's all about. That's all it's all about. Doesn't exactly. matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who who you, who isn't who's playing for Newcastle United. As long as Newcastle United win, we're all happy at the end of the day. Here, here. Agree with that. Um, just before yeah. you come with some questions, I know Johnny, are you okay to stay on for, for a few more? Questions? Yeah, yeah, I can stay for you. I can stay for a few more. I can stay on for a bit longer. Yeah, no worries. Cool. Sorry, um, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um, 
we'll go with this one. I think we probably all know the answer to this, but do you think that Eddie has a master plan for the final? You know how meticulous he is. Yes or me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's that one, yeah. yeah. I, hope I hope he's got a master plan for Marcus Rashford, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be, uh, I think, it'll be the, the master plan for, for Rashford and, and Fernandez. I think. Um, fake Bruno. Um, I think if you can stop them to, um, you know, c- connecting and, and linking up, uh, it goes a long way. It goes a long way to stopping them being functional going forward. And I say, I've said it before and I say it again, Man United would always give you a chance. They'll always make a mistake. They'll always commit. And the one thing that sticks in my mind about Man United, and I watched them against Leicester as well, they're not great at set pieces, defending set pieces. They're not the best. They're not the most physical uh, team you know, we already know about Martinez not being the tallest, but Darlo, if he plays, isn't the greatest defensively. Varane's okay in the air, but he's not. He's not a. He's not a powerhouse. He's not a, a burner or a botman in a defensive situation where they'll just clear everything. I think set pieces, corners, free kicks. If we get them right, because I tell you what, we get set pieces all the time, and we just don't. We don't make the most of them. But I genuinely believe that we've got an opportunity to really cause them some problems with set pieces because I don't think they're great. You've got De Gea that doesn't come out and collect the ball. He, he's, he's, not, he's not one of those goalkeepers. He's not an Allison or an Edison that will come out and collect the ball and take the pressure off. He's not what He, he doesn't do what Pope does or, or Ramsdale. He stays on his line, which is great for us. That's what we want. So I think what we've been doing a lot and I don't know if you guys agree, and I'm kind of expanding this point now, is that you know a lot of our set pieces, like from Trippier, for example, so when it, when it for example, needs a left-footed in-swinger, Trippier will, will take the, the, the corner and do an out-swinger. And I think we need to be putting the ball onto the goalkeeper all the time because the gay is not comfortable coming to collect the ball. And if we put as much pressure on him as possible, putting someone like Wilson on, on the goalkeeper and just pumping it into that area and you get Byrne attacking it at the front post, Botman in the middle and just really putting pressure on them. I, I, I do think that we can nick a goal. I really do. But the, 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 thing, the thing with set pieces, actually, I, I think Newcastle have actually been quite pro with the set pieces this season. Um you think about the, the amount of hype they've got in the team. When was the last time they scored from a from a corner? So the, the, at the start of the season, they were brilliant. They had them there. They played like short corners. They had these lovely corner routines that they scored two in the early part of the season. I think one, one was against Brentford where Bruno scored. The other one was where I think it was a short one between Trippier and Almiron. And next thing you know, Wilson scored against Aston Villa. But since then, they haven't tried anything creative from a from a corner. Um, they just seem to be putting balls into the box, and look, we've got the hate in the box, but they never, they never really, as I say, well, they haven't scored from a corner for for a long time. So um, you think the amount of hate in the team, Newcastle should be more of a threat, but really, it probably failed to deliver on that in that area. I don't know what you guys think on that. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we've utilised set pieces well enough. I really don't. There was a little spell where we, we were showing that we can. Obviously, the game against Brentford where Bruno Gamares scored that goal, and it was. It was well worked out. Uh, but I, I agree. When you've got the likes of Sven Botman, Dan Byrne and Fabian Cher, who 
I, I would say you would you you would almost expect more from them, especially the likes of Dan Byrne. Like I know he scored that goal against Leicester, but it was with his feet. Like, and I know he, he had the header off the crossbar, which is a little bit unfortunate. But he, I, why are they not getting? Why are they not getting in the right areas or getting the, putting those chances away? Because we should be expecting. Are we a bit mean to say that can we not get five goals out of the three of you from set pieces this season? Is that real? Is that unrealistic considering the size of you and the fact that you've got that in your locker? I, I agree. I think we should be really. I hope they're looking. I hope that Mark Leyland's leaving present is there to go through the set pieces and see if there's a way that we can get a goal before. Because obviously he's got a Man City. I'm sure he want to go over Man United as well. Um, but yeah, look. Got to, got to utilize, especially with Kieran Trippier's deliveries. If they're if they're on a sixpence, which sometimes they are, obviously there's been the, the odd one or two games where they haven't been as strong. But we know what Kieran Trippier is like from set from set pieces for the majority of the time. I'll be not expecting it, but you'd like to think that either Dan Burns, Fern Botman, or Fabian Cher gets a chance and potentially scores this weekend because, like I said, they're not the biggest team. You might, that's why you might see Scott McTominay play for Man United. In midfield, if, they don't, if he doesn't play against Barcelona, you, you might just see him there for height more than anything else. Almost the replacement for Fred if Fred plays against Barcelona on a, on Thursday night. But um, yeah, got to, got to take the chances. Like, I almost feel when talking about it now, Lance, I think Newcastle have to start off like a house on fire, regardless of what happens on Sunday on Thursday night. If they start like a house on fire, then will Man United be up for it? Can they can they calm the storm if you like? Because if if they if they can't, it could be in, it, it could be in trouble. But um, yeah, we'll see. Catch them cold. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll need time to warm up on Sunday um, after playing on Thursday. If we can catch them cold with an early sucker punch or two, um, that could could change the the, the the game, that's for sure. But one thing I like is that um, Mad Dog Tindall was really good at Bournemouth with Eddie Howe, with set pieces. And it seems like Leyland's maybe taken on the reins. Could it be then passed back to Tyndall to work on one or two things um, to do it differently? We don't maximise our, 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 our players that are good in the air. And I think we, we need to do more of that. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Go back to a few more questions. Um, right uh, back to what you were talking about, the ladies game. Johnny, uh, Roger asked what... Any idea what time the kickoff is? Yeah, so it's seven forty-five. Um, kickoff tomorrow. I'll be there with uh, Lee. I believe he's. I, th- I believe he's there. He's doing about twenty-five million things this week, and he wants me to do twenty-four million, twenty-four million, uh, twenty-four million things this week. So um, yeah, I'm meeting him tomorrow night uh, for the for the game, which is yeah seven forty-five. Big game. Borough doing well this season, but Newcastle should be too strong for them. Hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, should be good. Should be good. Um, I think the, I think the girls play against Leeds before the cup final, so I think that's a two o'clock kickoff. So as soon as that game's finished, they'll be on their way back um, with a minibus with their all in the sky goes, <laughs> hoping for the best, and they'll be the, probably the first people back in Newcastle celebrating and everything goes to plan. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Okay, I've got I'll, I'll combine two questions together and I'll put it to to Jordan and Johnny. Johnny, we'll start with you because we know you're good at the predictions. Um, so. First up is from Tom, and I'll combine it with the second one then. Uh, Tom asked, uh, do you think Newcastle will finish fourth or fifth in the league? He's not going below fifth. Fourth or fifth from Tom. And uh, also predictions for, for, for the game on, on Sunday. So I combine it together there. Are we, are we finishing? Where are we finishing the league? And are we going to win on Sunday? 
I would love to say Newcastle will finish fourth, but I just think Liverpool will be a bit too strong. I think they've got too much quality in depth more than Newcastle. Like you look at Newcastle's bench, especially against Bournemouth. You looked at Newcastle's bench against Bournemouth and you thought, ooh, there's not much there. There's not much there. I know we're obviously missing a couple of players, but uh, you look at Liverpool, like you saw the four players that they brought on on Sunday. What was it? Firmino, Elliott. They've got Luis Diaz still waiting to come back in as well, who improves them. They've got a good front three. I know Nunes hasn't been brilliant this season, but he's just kind of starting to find his feet a little bit. So I think Liverpool will probably finish will probably finish fourth. And I don't honestly think there's much in it between Newcastle and Tottenham for fifth. I really, really don't. I think Spurs. I said this. I said this on the on the podcast. I think at the Greenman and Mullins show. I think I said Spurs are just being Spursy. They'll beat Man City and then they'll lose to Leicester. They'll beat West Ham. They'll probably lose to whoever they're playing at the Wolves or somebody like that this weekend. It just wouldn't surprise you. You wouldn't surprise seeing Spurs lose to teams that they shouldn't really lose. But it's Spurs. They do that. They've done that for twenty odd years. They've done it for longer than that. So it doesn't surprise me. But um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle finished fifth. And if we do finish fifth, it's an unbelievable season. But while we've still got top four in our hands, it would be nice just to keep them in our own hands a little bit longer. But um, I do unfortunately think, regardless of what happens on Sunday, that might drift away. But on Sunday, I can't say that Newcastle aren't going to win on Sunday. I haven't got it in the heart to say that Newcastle can't win on Sunday. Newcastle can win on Sunday. Will they? Yeah, I think they will. I think they will end the trophy job only because they're playing, only because Man United are playing Barca. And I think if they had a full week, Man United, then you you would say it's going to be a difficult game. It was going to be a difficult game regardless. It's going to be close. It's going to be tight. Depends on how we deal with Rashford, obviously. But my prediction, a Loris Carrius worldy save in the 95th minute means that Newcastle win by two goals to one and he lifts the trophy with um, so many people going. He's the, the best thing since sliced bread. I've already seen so many people say, swing low, sweet Carrius bringing the trophy home. So there you go. That's what's going to happen this Sunday. Newcastle going to win 2-1. Um I think we'll, I think we'll go we'll go two and a lot. Man United will pull one back. It'll be an edgy few last 10, 15 minutes when they do so. But who's going to be the hero? Who's going to be the hero? Bruno Guimaraes will be the hero. Bruno Guimaraes will be the hero. He'll 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 score one of them because he's just still it's in, it's it's in his heart that he'll just have to he'll have to do something to make sure Newcastle win the game on Sunday. But yeah, Newcastle are going to win. I don't I, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm confident that we can. And people might look at it and sound like oh, it's crazy, he's dreaming. But Newcastle can win this game if they believe, if the players believe. And I'm sure Eddie Howe does believe. Nice one, Johnny. I hope you're right this time. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Jordan, over to you. Are we are we going to finish in fourth or fifth or lower, uh, or uh, and, and are we going to win the cup? Yeah. So I, yeah, I think Newcastle will miss out on top four. Sadly, um, I just think they hit the maximum in the, in the, in the first half of the season. Um, and I just feel like they've hit it. They've hit us. They've hit a little bit of a low now, um, where I just think they're probably just gonna gonna fall short. Liverpool, up, I think, will come strong now. Um, Spurs very hit and miss, but I think probably if I was to pick, I would probably go with Spurs in fourth and Liverpool fifth, and then probably Newcastle sixth. Um, well, that, that's that's. The, I'm just only saying that because of the way current results are. So, you know, it feels at the moment where Newcastle have, have hit a little bit of a, a wall, if you like, um, struggling to score goals. 
well, look, we could be sitting here in a month's time and Newcastle could be flying again. And then we're all back with saying, oh, yeah, we're going to finish in the top four. So um, on current form, um, obviously they're not going to, but that could change. Um, but yeah, I think we'll have, personally, I do think we'll just miss out. Um, Sunday, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to bring, uh, to give you a prediction. I, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm refusing to do it. I can't, no, I can't do that. So, uh, on the fence. Yeah, massively on the fence. I, I, I'm not good. At, I'm not good at predictions, and I, I, I don't want to go public with with mine because I don't really have one. Um, all week I've been flickering and out of going. We're going to win the cup, and then next next day I'm like, oh, I might Manchester United are actually too strong. Um, so I can't, I can't give you a prediction. I'm, 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 well, I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not. I don't want to do it. No hassle, Jordan. Uh, Pete, you're not getting away on this one either. No, you're going to answer this too. I want and, and no, no backing out. You're, you're trying to wiggle your way out. I want an answer. Okay. Um, will we finish top four? I'm going to stick with the positivity. I'm going to go, yes, we're going to finish fourth in the Premier League this season. Why not? Um, I'm going to stay positive. I just think that after the cup final, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, after the cup final, we only play, albeit the West Ham away game from when the Queen passed, um, we have to play one game a week. And so, therefore, we are in a really, really positive position. If Liverpool go deep into the Champions League, it will have an effect. If Tottenham go deep into the Champions League, which they may well do, um, although they're losing at the moment, it could have an effect. Equally, if Tottenham go out, it could have an effect on them. And I just think that could be the positive um, for us to kick in and finish uh, in the top four. Um, I'm going to stick with... I'm going to side with Jordan here. I'm not going to give a prediction of uh, whether we or what the score is going to be just yet, because I'm going to wait till away days before I give <laughs> my prediction, uh, which is coming to us later on this week. So I'm going to I'm going to wait till away days before I give my prediction. It gives me a few more days to think about things um, before yeah. How about whether we're going to win and what the score is going to be. Uh, yeah, I, right. I, I don't. I don't care where Newcastle finish in the league if they win on Sunday. But I don't care. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday is everything to this season. So if they win on Sunday and they end up finishing eighth, I'll I'll completely take that because um, I think if they win the Carabao Cup, they're actually guaranteed a place in the in Europe at Conference League next season, which I'd take that. Um, it's a uh, look at West Ham the way they perform in this season. They've won every group game, so it'd be quite nice to have a, a European competition where. You probably actually have a realistic chance of winning. Yeah. So everything on Sunday, win Sunday, European football takes care of itself next season. It's not Champions League, um, but it's still a European competition that this club hasn't had since it's 2013, 2012, 2013. So I'll take that. that that's my view on it. I, I, I think, uh, personally, I, I think us winning the cup would spur us on anyway to push for top four. I think it would just give us a. a, a you now we we've been talking about you know the, the five draws out of six games, and then obviously we lose at the weekend. And is it what is going to be that? What is going to be that kick to get us going again? The perfect kick for that is winning the cup to really spur us on for the rest of the season. 
Um, and, and I do think that would be the case. But sorry, Lisa, I'm not I'm not a Keith. I'm not sitting on the fence. I'm just saying to you, I'll give you my prediction when we do it away days. I'm just I'm just holding fire for a second. I'm not I'm not sitting on the fence. I will give you the prediction. Don't worry. I'll give mine. That fence is getting smaller, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Johnny, come on, man. Come on, you're kidding me. (laughs) I'll give mine. um, I'm going to go the opposite opposite to Johnny. Um, Better odds that way, I think. But, uh, no, it just... I had us down as winning the cup. uh, Playing it up my head on penalties with Pope saving. Uh, that's what I now I've changed that slightly so I think we're, we're going to have tears for the cup I'm afraid I I don't want to oh, but Daz kick yourself out of this chat go on he may as well join he may as well join that bloody fence that you're on you <laughs> tell you what the hell is, what the hell is going on yeah I'm, I'm sorry I'm not having that but I think we're going to finish in the top four. We're going to have an amazing end of the season and we're going to finish in the top four. Oh, I'm going to go to bed. Saturday Johnny said the opposite. I think I'd go the opposite. But you know what like you know, Johnny's like in predictions. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep tonight knowing what Daz thinks that Newcastle are going to lose on Sunday. I can't believe it. Gordon, Johnny, what's the point of going down on Sunday? There's all the tickets available, lads. So. <laughs> I feel like I should just give this to me dog. What's going on? Honestly, I come on this. I come on this show. It's going, oh, positivity. We're probably going to, you know, got a good chance of winning this cup final. Hey. Bloody joke at me, man. I'm not, it's like I'm looking forward to go back to work. No. Guys, you know for a fact right now that Chris Horn is rubbing his hands together thinking, <laughs> you had me for the Bruno comment, I've got you for this right now. You hey, know I, he's rubbing I, his hands together. I'd be delighted if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's going to be a tough one. Oh. Be tough. Um, yeah, that, that's killing the show, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Give us another positive question to, to end it on. Come on. Sorry, sorry, Lisa. The kids are crying now. Sorry, sorry. Lisa. Um, <laughs> right, a positive question. Uh God, where did I find one of those? Uh, I love this one. Look, <laughs> Goldbridge Mark Bloody. <laughs> love it. Sorry. Okay, f- from life goals, who would win a five-side tournament out of NUCV uh, matters? Newcastle fans TV, Loaded, or Newcastle World? To be fair, I don't. I don't think Newcastle will have five members of staff. So, uh, we <laughs> <laughs> so you're probably the best chance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You haven't seen our five-side team. You bugger. You got probably Sam Muller and Sam Muller and goal because he can't move. So you'd have to you'd have to stand. You'd have to stay in goal and try and. Do his best. Probably Josh Bannon at, at the back. <clears throat> me, me and Carl at midfield and Lee up front. So it doesn't it probably doesn't scare many people. But if if we, we, we could sort, I'm sure we could sort something out for charity. Do something for the food bank. I'm I'm sure we can uh, arrange something new, uh, maybe in the summer or something. I'm sure I'm sure we can get something uh, something you know something Sign arranged. Sign me up. <laughs> Lodi will win. Lodi. I'm not going. At least I'm not. I'm not going in a fifty-fifty with you or a shoulder bar either. I've got absolutely no chance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what that one. Said. that's what they've always said uh, and I like it that way because it means I get the board and do what I want with it uh, yeah. But I, yeah, get me out of retirement I'll be in there 100% 
I think we leave it there for the questions, but just just shout out to, to David Cook. Sorry about uh, the news that you you um, that you mentioned here in the chat about your your, your stepson's funeral. Um, but uh, glad that we were able to try and cheer you up in, in some fashion throughout the the show, David. But um, our thoughts are with you. Um, that's really it for the questions, lads. Uh, we, we leave we leave it there. Um, and that's you want to touch on Pete before we, we finish up. No, um, well, yeah, this this calls for a Daz three show ban. <laughs> um, uh, and whether it happens or not, we might have to take it back back to the lads. And we'll see. We we'll see what's. Uh, that's uh, why people sit in the fence. Let's learn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sat on the fence. I need to confirm. Yeah, I'm giving my prediction on Friday. I'm just holding back. I don't want to give my prediction and then and then Friday or Thursday whenever we do the away days. Well, what's 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 the point? I've already given it then. But um, look, uh, massive thanks to to Johnny um, and and of course Jordan for for joining us. You know what? Um, apart from Dad's last comment, it's been a really really good discussion. Um, just about all things Cup final, um, about the selections and and various other things and. Uh, of course, the questions from the chat have been spot on. And um, look, we've had over over 10 uh, new subscribers tonight. So thank you for subscribing to the show. Really appreciate it as always. And of course, um, we have to say thank you to our sponsors, theradiatorshed.com. Um, get these guys in prison. If, if we could move Daz down there, we would. <laughs> oh, 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 there we go. Uh, get him in there. Get him in there. Um, um, fantastic uh, selection of radiators, as we know from Russ and the gang. And of course, the aluminium rads are environmentally friendly and perfect for heat source pumps. Um, and they offer a home survey service and will install it if required. And whilst we're there, massive thanks to um, to those at the Northeast Partnership, um, uh, another sponsor um, uh, that works alongside Loaded Mag NUFC, and we are massively appreciative of their support too. But there's some other um, radiators there um, that you can select from. Um, and of course, Russ's van, showing the love to Loaded Mag and UFC. Uh, we love that, that's for sure. And look, um, a huge thank you to um, Bathroom Design H2O. Um, thank you for your support as our um, new sponsor. And as you can say, um, it's it's some of the designs on there are outstanding. Um, and we say it week in, week out. Um, if you're looking for a new bathroom, they are the place to go to. Uh, that's for sure. So H2O, Bathroom Designs, um, Co, get involved uh, with those as well. Thank you for all that you do with Loaded Mag NUFC. And just lastly, uh, if you want to become a member of Loaded Mag NUFC, click that blue button um, on your laptop. Um, it only takes a second, but it means the world to us. And there are, and we announced it yesterday, there are going to be prizes available for all members very, very soon. So keep an eye on that. And we are working on it as we speak. Um, anything else, Daz? No, uh, just to, to tell people what's coming up. Uh, starting tomorrow, uh, we're back again. 
and we're back with this. Um, we have a Chronicle special with Andrew Musgrave and Aaron Stokes. So they are joining us tomorrow evening to talk about the, the cup final. We'll get their thoughts as well. So uh, looking forward to that one. And uh, we have a few more coming up as well. Maybe something on Wednesday or on Friday. And uh, because a few people asked about it in the chat. Pete, tell us about this one. Yes. So um, if anyone's watched Side TV, um, over 50,000 subscribers from Man Manchester United, um, um, a really, really top, top guy who does a lot of content outside the ground, um, inside the ground, and also um, in build-up to matches. Uh, Saeed, Latin, on the last away days, did a video for us. He wasn't able to join the show, but he'll be on talking all things cup final. He's buzzing to come on and chat to us. So uh, come and join the chat. Get your questions in. This is Friday, 730 um, we'll be asking our questions with regards to the fallout of Barcelona and looking at um, his predicted 11 for Man United and looking at the tactics board again. But it should be a really, really good chat. Um, knows his stuff on football. And we'll get his thoughts on Newcastle um, and what he thinks as well. So lots to come, lots to come. And as I said, uh, and a couple of other shows lined up as well. So keep tuned on social medias for that. But um, Johnny, just before you go, where can we find you? Uh, I know you've mentioned it before as well. Yourself, Sam, Lee and the gang. Yeah, so Newcastle Fans TV, we've got loads and loads of videos over the next uh, few days and weeks leading up to the final. We've got... Um, We've got a couple of special videos coming out. I'll not spoil too much, but they'll be out in the next 24, 48 hours. Uh, we've only we just released a video today about what, what's happened to the team of 99 who, who played the last FA, uh, last cup final for Newcastle. Of course, it was against Manchester United at the at the old Wembley. And uh, obviously faced them in the new Wembley. So make sure you give that video a watch. And of course, the Green and Mullen Show podcast. We've got Sam's in conversation with Cameron Norrie tomorrow, which will be uh, out on a podcast, with, uh, which was out on YouTube a, a couple of days ago. And we've got a Carabao Cup special um, as well. So over 130 episodes to make sure you get involved and have a little look and see if there's any ones in, that you like in particular with the Green and Mill on the Show podcast. But uh, yeah, I think every channel is going to be doing so many different videos. But uh, if you can drop us a like and subscribe to the channel, it'd be greatly appreciated. And the link is, is in uh, the hyperlink the, on the show. So just click that and subscribe. Find it there. Uh, Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, we already know, but for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, so newcastleworld.com. Um, lots of news from Newcastle as a city, um, but a lot from myself and, and Liam Kennedy on the football club. Um, obviously, you know, the biggest game in a, a lot of years leading up uh, leading up this week, a lot of build-up, so we'll have all of that Um with a media day tomorrow, uh, Newcastle United hosting a media day tomorrow. So um, they actually sent the invite out last week, and I don't know if they tempted fate yeah, but the, the players that were up for interview was uh, Nick Pope, who I think they might be changing that one. Here uh, in Trippier in Danburn, um, also also be speaking to Eddie Howe tomorrow. So uh, lots of video content from that. Obviously, uh, lots of quotes to, to type up. So please do tune in uh, for that tomorrow. And just also across the week as well, we'll have lots of different uh, bits of content going up, uh, interviews with former players, etc. So, yeah, watch out for that. Um, yeah, leading up to a to a big Sunday where hopefully uh, we're all celebrating on uh, on Sunday night. Hopefully, definitely. And give Jordan a follow on social media. Is um, his Twitter handle is on the description that you can see on the screen right now. Um, lads, it's been a pleasure. 
Um, that's, I don't know if you want to sign us out uh, for the evening. Yep. Lads, enjoy the, enjoy the game. And when the chat is going, uh, enjoy the game. So we're back. You'll, you'll find us here in the week. How'd you like that? How you like that? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.